across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. We, we, go, we, James, please, go. Instead of talking to my guests about drinking your own wee-wee... it's very important and very... What a terrible... Oh, here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Never spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's, blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine. Oh dear, oh dear. Right, right. Good evening, dear listeners. Thank you, James Whale. It's just a thrill to, you know, as a proper radio geek to be, um, to follow James Whale. I mean, yes, the studio stinks, but uh, <laughs> apart from that, um, it's, it's wonderful. So thank you, James. He's back tomorrow as well, I think. Right. Um, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Oh, you know the score, guys. You can call in about anything you want. 0844. Four nine nine one thousand. Uh, but t- we're going to start off. We've got a guest in tonight. A guy called Mark Mason. Hello, Mark. Hello, Ian. I call you a friend, but we've only ever met once socially. That's the nature of life these it days. It is. We swap. We we swap. I, th- I think you are closer to people that you haven't met because yeah. there's something about the screen that enables you to swap opinions about things on Twitter or Facebook, or whatever. That you wouldn't do in the flesh. So I think it brings people closer. What's very than... nice is every now and then, just you will just pop up on my Twitter feed and say, <laughs> "Oh, I have an interesting <laughs> fact about that." <laughs> yes, I'm the... literally months yeah. will go by. No. Well, as as I always say, it's a substitute for a personality. <laughs> knowing all this stuff, and you know, it just comes out. We <laughs> met when I was um, filling in on BBC. London, London on the Rich, uh, Robert Elms show yes. and I did that that after that show <laughs> I got taken to one side <laughs> and the producer said um yeah just had a word from the boss he didn't like you using the word fart <laughs> that was the only feat because uh, we, we played last train to Clarksville by the monkeys and I All said right. oh my bo- my boys call it last train to fartsville they're six as years as old would, yes 
And the only feedback from that whole three hours was, <laughs> yeah, boss didn't like the use of the word fart. Oh, dear. I've heard... Never I've, been asked. I've heard worse than that today. Yes. I, had, I had a discussion with someone today about the, the most complained about swear words. Yes. In, it used to be called the Broadcasting Standards Council. There's a new it's, list, it's, isn't it's, there? Well, they update it regularly. Yeah. And everyone thinks that the word that begins with C will be at the top. No, it's, it's not. not. It's no. the 12-letter word that begins with M that's always at number one. And also... Uh, would you like a cup of tea, by the way? Uh, do you know what? If it's go... I mean, only if it's someone's going. going to the oh, kettle. Oh, it's going. Which is very slapdash show we do here. Um, I was surprised. Well, I'm going to say a word that I always thought was very low... Low rent. I think I know. Is it a north south thing you're about to refer to? No. no. Oh. No, go on, you go first. But it's, it's really quite a, a big swear word. Okay. Bell end. That's not even a swear word. But it was quite high in the rankings. C- Catherine, could you f- find the recent. Because you, you, you were grinning from ear to ear when, when that got published. <laughs> oh, you seen the list? Find it, because Bellend's quite high up in the The one list. I thought you were going to refer to was the word that begins... Uh, I, can, I can hint, and then we yes. can... Uh, but, uh, but the word that begins with T, it's four letters. Oh, it, twit. Yes, yes, but, yes. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and up north, that is a much stronger word than right. it is down south. Down south, it's sort of seen as just a general, you know... Uh, you could say the word knob because you know that's yeah. just, it's that sort of level. Whereas up north, apparently, people have told me it's much more associated with a biological meaning. And yet, I've had someone say that the c word in Scotland is, is nothing; it's a throwaway wow. kind of thing. I think they've probably been watching too much Rab C. Nesbitt they could be. They could be. I have. Um, I, I've only ever sworn on radio once, and it was when I was at LBC, and me and my producer Chris. Um, when we ran out of content and no one phoned in, we'd wrestle each other. Proper <laughs> wrestle, pin the shoulders down for the count of Great. three. And it went on for ages one day. But, but I, I'd, I'd like to refer to it as avant-garde performance art. It was just lazy <laughs> broadcasting. Um, and um, we, we had this fight. It went on for ages. And I stood up and I, and I said, oh, man, I am effed. And luckily, we have the seven-second delay. We have the uh. 14 seconds. And luckily, the technical operator, a gentleman called Lady Alex, realised what happened and pressed the button. But it's the only time... And I have a real... Um, I'm quite sweary in real life. Mm. On here, I'm generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I have a thing, if I get tired, if I'm, you know, when you're in a meeting or maybe you're watching a film or you could be out with some friends, and, but you're a bit tired, you're not really focused, and I'm sort of drifting off a bit, if someone says a swear word... My hand instantly reaches for the dump, and I kind of wake up and go, oh, I'd like to just want to apologise. We don't need to apologise. It's, you know what, just to reassure ourselves, yeah. now, oh, this is going to sound, I've realised as I've started this sentence, it's going to sound like a horribly naked commercial attempt to try and get it around to the book. Oh! I, pro- I, pro- I promise you. He's working Which, head. of course, is what someone who was doing that would do. Not, yes, there yes, we go. Uh, but no, one of the facts of the book is about the first guy to say the F word on British television. I think it was, if he was actually the first, but he was earlier than the famous Kenneth Tynan one. Of course, on, that was famous. on the week that was. No, that was, um, was Kenneth Tynan. It was on, I can't remember, I don't think it was, it I wasn't think it was, was an On an Arts Review programme. Right, yes. Anyway, Kenneth Tynan's quite famous, and everyone always says that was the first. Yeah. But this one was on local TV in Northern Ireland in the 1950s. And it was a live TV uh, sort of magazine programme, you yeah. know, ch- chatting away. And they were interviewing the guy who painted the railings. I, I went to Belfast for the book. I'd never seen There's loads of railings down the river in the middle of Belfast. And this guy was a bit like the Fourth Road Bridge. It was his job to paint them. And he just, that was his whole career. As soon yeah. as he'd finished, he had to start again. And, 
and they were interviewing him about the job and one of the final questions live tv tea time loads of housewives watching yeah. uh he said the question was do you find it boring painting them and the bloke went of course it's effing boring except <laughs> he didn't say it. beautiful and the producer was watching thought, oh, that's it that's my career finished he was virtually writing his resignation letter. Yeah. uh and then they looked at the complaints log and nobody complained so i funny? think the the one or two people that always do complain about these things yeah. makes such a noise that you think it's been ten thousand people. Oh well, it's the famous thing. If there's any BBC scandal, it it might register one or two complaints. Jonathan Ross and Russell Brand mm. being the obvious one. I mm. think it registered two complaints of people that had heard yeah, it. Yeah. Then the Daily Mail, of course, ran it, yeah. and then it gets fifty thousand complaints from people who haven't heard it tommy boyd who i'm trying to get to come on the show is a used to work at talk radio is, is kind mm. of you know a radio legend in yeah. my head he did a thing where he um he he was ta- i can't remember what it was someone will know better than me oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand he was talking about a vaguely contentious issue and then he turned his microphone off and then he about 30 seconds there was silence and he turned the microphone back on and finish what he's saying, and then he said, I, I just want to apologise for um, allowing that word to get broadcast on air. I do apologise. <laughs> of course, he hadn't said anything. But people then phoned up to complain yes, about yeah, something yeah, that never yeah, even been yeah, broadcast, yeah. but they were so outraged. You know, it's uh, we do like to get upset. It's, it's um, what's this? Uh, there's a Freudian term for it. Tra- um, not to trans... Um, when you transfer your anger about yourself onto other people, oh. and so you—I can't remember the details, but you know, I'm still stuck in the uh, Oedipal stage. So that's, right. that's by the way. Now, listen. The reason you are here, and, and you can call in to listen if you want to talk to Mark about uh, books. <laughs> books, <laughs> you can do. If you want to phone up and talk nonsense and do the usual rubbish, you know the, the phone lines are open as per <laughs> usual. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um. B- before we get to the new book, Mail Obsession, I-, I I do think it's kind of pertinent to do the books before. Okay. The, um, uh, Walking the Lines, was that the first one? Walk well, the Lines. Walk the Lines. Uh, that was the first one we spoke about. Yes. Yeah. Was, my first non-fiction book was called The Importance of Being Trivial. Right. Which was why blokes are obsessed with pub, tri- pub yep. facts and trivia. And then the, f- the next book was called Walk the Lines, that was the London one. Which and was- that was you walking above ground... Oh. All of the London Underground lines oh, and geez. finding out yeah. kind of interesting stuff about it and where it took you and stuff. I travel book. And you know what London's like. T- literally tens of thousands of books have been written about yeah. it. So my editor had wanted to, me to write a, bu- a book about London. I wanted to write a book about London. But what do you do? And I knew it wanted it to be a walking book. It's the only way to discover anyway, is to get yeah. out and walk it. And I was looking at the tube map one day and thought, aha, that's it. So there we go, 403 miles. Then the next book after, I can't remember what it was called. That was, the, that was, um, yeah, we did talk about that on one of the projects. That was the uh, Land's Enter John O'Groat's book, Move Along, Please. That was it. And it was delightfully, it was, di- here comes the Here comes tea. the tea. Thank you, Ed. No now, worries. Thank I've you. got, yours. I've got, I've got the colourful one. You've got a plain white one. Thank you. Oh, look at this sugar as well. This is, it's all very professional here. cutlery. None of you. None of your it's uh, talk radio. Plastic stuff. Dreams can come true. Uh-huh. Um, and that was you travelling from um, uh, Land's End to John O'Groats via public bus. So local, n- local bus. Local yeah. bus. You're not, you're not getting your National Expresses, you're getting your number 62 and, and seeing 46 buses. Yeah. I, I've asked this question before, but I still don't quite know the answer. Why? Because <laughs> it, sound, it sounded torturous. And I like buses. If I'm in London. And I've got the time. I will sit on the top deck of a double-decker ah, bus. Yeah. I love it. Sitting at the front, pretending I'm driving. I still do okay. it, even though I'm 43. But I prefer it, because you see things. And also, the thing you mentioned in this book that I love to do in London is look up. No one ever does No it. one ever looks no up. One the one tops of buildings are amazing. 
but the doing pineapples on top of St Paul's. No one exactly, exactly. There's all these wonderful things, but going from the whole length of the country by bus would be hell. No, it was great. Come it on. was. Do you know what? My son was two at the time. It was bliss. <laughs> it was. You know what it's like, Ian. I do, I do. I, but you know what? It took yeah. me until Glasgow, which was about the well into the second week. Yeah. Before I managed to get a decent night's sleep, because you're still conditioned to waking up all the time. So, yeah. but that no, that was bliss. That was lovely. Uh, and it was. But the thing was, it was one route through Britain. Mm. So when I came to do this one. My editor and I were sitting, uh, thinking, what can you do that covers the whole of the country? We're going to take a break, and then we will dive into Male Obsession, which is, as as with with all of your books, although I haven't read the the first one, so I'm going to have to go back and read that. Um, uh, It's a joy, you know, and I I feel I have to always put this caveat. No, but it's really interesting. It's a book about postcodes, but it's really (laughs) interesting, because it's a tough, it's a tough set. We'll get to that in a second. 0844-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Catherine, Catherine, could you come in and help? <laughs> I need you. To, I'm down to 4% on my battery on my computer. <laughs> could you pl- just. I just need you to plug in a lead, please. And I don't. I haven't got. I've not sunk so low as to ask my guest. I'm, prepared, I'm not going to let you do that, Mark. No. I can just plug it in, please. I'm not going to. Uh, otherwise, we won't get to read the list of swear words that you've sent yeah, over. It's that Samsung Note 7 there. If you just hey. Plug that in a bit, I keep meaning to talk about that. That's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? I want to, If you had one, wouldn't you want to turn it on just to see? Well, of course you're And also, well, we're British. We, of course we'd turn it on and take the risk, wouldn't I'd, we? I'd save a bit of money on fireworks this yeah. year. I'd just get a load of those together, stick them in the field. The book... Should we have a quick... Hang on, let's, before we get to the book, I've been sent this list of swear words. Should we have a... Go on, have a swear. Let's have a little look, see what we've got. The, have a the, hint the joy of this... The joy of doing this is... Actually, well, here's... Go on, come and have a look. Go on, okay. Um, so... Oh it, oh, it doesn't rank it. It doesn't rank it in, or, in order, though. I thought it ranked it in order. It's alphabetical. Isn't it? It's alphabetical. And it's general race and ethnicity. Um, of course. Well, I got him. Well, yeah. I, that <laughs> word there. The one you're thinking of ranking it in order is a BBC producer guideline. Oh, okay. Those losers. <laughs> that that word for Chinese people. Yeah. It's of course in a song, "Melting Pot." Go on, remind me. Take a bit of white man. Oh, of mix course. It with, yes, yes, yes. And that, and that sh- abbreviation for Chinese person is in there. And I didn't realise that. And I played it on the BBC and it popped up. And we, so we stopped it and we turned it off yeah. and went, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't realise that word was in there. It's, you know, we, we played it, you know, to, for racial harmony and stuff. But apologies if you're offended. Thought nothing of it. And then um, that was on a Friday. Then on the Monday, we opened up with Daily Mail. <laughs> Um, a racist DJ <laughs> oh, in that, so, and they printed that word seven times in the article. Yeah. And then we, I went to the most soulless place in the universe. I went to the Daily Mail online and read the comments, and they were having a go at me for stopping the song and forcing my liberal lefty. BBC PC claptrap okay. on them. Why can't we say that word? What's wrong with this guy? He should be sacked. As you said earlier, it's we can all, if we want to, yeah. take out the fact that we've, you know, knocked the milk over in the kitchen and or got something wrong in our yeah. driving test or whatever it is, and, and have a go at someone else for doing something else wrong. Yeah. And you can look for 
I'm I'm waiting to see how long it is before the word bungalow <laughs> becomes because you know where the word bungalow comes from. Is it's, it Indian? Is it from it, India? Yeah, it's Bengali. Right. It's um because the Bengal. This is d- back in the days of the Raj. Can I just say this is very rarely I would let someone in the studio who oh. knows more <laughs> trivia than I do. But this, this is an unusual occurrence. But yes, yeah, yeah, go on. Go. It's that's where it comes from. It's the the Beng- house in the Bengali style because right. Bengal people used to have um. Bungalows, you know, yeah. one-story houses, and that's where the word. It's one of those, you know, pucker and all those words mm. that came back from the days of the Raj. So you could, if you wanted to, twist that as yeah. though that was an insult to yeah. say, "Oh, that you know, it's a bungalow." That's what those people over there at that time had as their houses. I can tie this into the book, the male obsession hey. because I'm rereading it. I realised last time I got three quarters of the way through, and then life distracted me, so I'm reading it again, and I've just got up to um, shambles. I didn't know what oh, shambles. Yes, where sham the origin of the word shambles in York. I didn't until I researched the book. I was, I was struggling a bit on York. I didn't yeah. know much about York, and didn't go to it. I still haven't been to York for any of my books. I might go. Well. Um, but yes, it's uh, it was an old word for a slaughterhouse, and there were there's a street in York called I can't remember if it's called the Shambles or maybe someone can help us out here. It's either I think it's called the Shambles because yeah. there used to be loads of slaughterhouses on it and. That was the name for it. And it's brilliant knowing that now. And when going into the kid's bedroom and saying, your be- your room looks like an absolute shambles, it's going to have a whole horrific meaning. Bits of carcasses, blood all over the wall. It would be like that Beatles sh- photo shoot. The- <laughs> so, the book is... Oh, there's another, oh, the we're not bo- going to start doing Fab's trivia. No, no, we're not. Can, why? Can you do that? We'd be here until four o'clock in the morning. Okay, okay, fine. I'm trying to think of something now. Well, the, the, there's a nice bit that, that um, Paul McCartney's got a house in the same village as the was Granny Smith. Yeah, Mackie gets a couple of mentions in the book. Yeah. Um, the that There's that one. I love it when... All these things that you and, think, if you made this up and put it in a novel, no one would believe it. Because I used to write fiction, and people... Something weird would happen. Yeah. Put it in a novel, no one would believe it. But yeah. you put it in, in this, they have to believe it. Is that the... Apple on the Apple record label is a Granny Smith. Yep. Granny Smith was named after Granny Smith from New Zealand. She was an old woman in New Zealand who, who bred this strain. I, I don't know if you breed a strain, but, you know, she came up with yep. this new sort of apple. And it was named after her. And she had emigrated to New Zealand from the village of Peasmarsh, Peasmarsh in Sussex, which is where Paul McCartney has his country. I heard a documentary about apples on Radio 4 the other day. and With Pete Brown. It, was it about like, Pete Brown, a friend of mine who's a brilliant beer writer, who's done a book about cider? Is that was that yes, the one? he was yes, on, yes, yes, yes. It was the food program, in yes. fact. I think yes, yes. And what I didn't know was, I mean, I don't know a lot about, but you can, um, and I don't know the technicalities of this, so there's going to be a little bit of of me making stuff up. But you can get the branch of an apple tree, right? And it it can take on the the um, uh, the trunk of another tree. I missed that bit. You can make it take. And they were saying that you can have, in theory, you can have one tree. Maybe it was on Gardener's Question Time. Anyway, (laughs) you can have one tree with about four or five different types of apple growing off it. Wow. So, and they'll have different colour blossoms, so it will be all these different colours, you'll get these different tastes and these different flavours and all these things, so it sounds, um... genetic modification gone mad. Isn't it? The book, we should really mention... Oh, by the way, the other Macca mention, I've got to do this. Oh, yeah, go on. We'll we'll mention the title of your book soon, I promise. It's the fact, uh, (laughs) the fact for the L, uh, the gist of the book is one fact per postcode area of the UK, there's 124 of those, and the fact for the L, Liverpool area, is that a few years ago... Oh, this is great. A few years ago, 
Ringo Starr got a call on his on his mobile, and it was Macca, and he so he answers it, and McCartney goes, "You'll never guess where I am, John Lennon Airport." I think that's Isn't so that lovely. lovely. Isn't that lovely? And, but uh, and also the part of that story like, is the fact, of course, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney phone each other up. I wonder if they text each other. Or if they take, you know, I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it, selfies, and send them to each other and things like that. He doesn't even sign autographs anymore, Ringo. He refused so to sign my white album when well, I well, presented no, no, it to him. Yeah. We're going to mention... Did he, get, did he get number four? I thought, do you know, let's let's get really deep into the fabs. Because they got the first four, because every, every copy of the yes. white album had a serial no, number. No, Ringo's got but, number one, hasn't he? He got number one, did he? I think Ringo had number one. Ah. Didn't Ringo... Didn't he sell his number one recently? Oh, I thought he, he can't thought, need the money. I thought he sold his number one. Who? What, do you know what the order of the other? Three no, was? I don't. Have you seen that wonderful? Um, oh, I think we're on the radio, by the way. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just two phones <laughs> chatting. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Have you seen that wonderful um, traveling? Uh, it's a museum art piece where it's it's basically it's it's um, like a pop up record shop. It doesn't sell anything, but okay. all it's got are thousands of copies of the White Album. <laughs> so the racks are full of the White Album, and they're all along the wall, and it's just brilliant. Is it's that... not Yoko, is it? That no, like the it's not. Thing. Is that, was that number one in Ringo's? It sold for $790,000. Wow. Number one. And he, uh, he presumably refused to sign that one as well. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did! Oh, yeah, of course, if we're going to do Ringo and album covers... Do you know, when they were doing Pepper, and yes. he, they all came up with their list of heroes, and famously Lennon wanted to put Hitler on, yeah. and, they wouldn't, and all that sort of stuff. And Ring oh, John Lennon. You, oh, Ringo came up with nobody. Beautiful. Also, now you wouldn't know this, not having read my first book, The Importance yeah. of Being Trivial, available in all good bookshops and quite a few ropey ones as well. Uh, the fact about Ringo in the, the first non-fiction book is that he has, to this day, never eaten a pizza. <laughs> Because because he doesn't like tomatoes. Oh, God. Now, if you were going to pick one of the four facts yeah. who didn't like tomatoes, it's going to be... Re- and I think that's yeah. an example of where it's so-called trivia, the sort of stuff we know that stays in our head. Yeah. The reason that stays in our head is yeah. that tells you everything about Ringo. Doesn't it fact. just... Oh, that's tells wonderful. Tells you everything about the man. Ringo Starr once told my dad to pee off. But that's by the <laughs> by. Um, my, dad, my dad was working for BBC in the 80s. And I'm not quite sure what job he was doing. I know he was he was generally in props, but then for a while he was doing other stuff. And he was at an event, an awards event, in about 1982. And Ringo Starr was 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 going to be there. And he had to go up to him and ask him if he'd do an interview for, for the TV. And Ringo said, no, no, I'm not doing any interviews. This was when Ringo was still drinking. Yeah. And my dad said in 1982, listen, Ringo, we'll give you £400 for just want five minutes. He went, piss off. I spend more, than, more on that and fags in a week. I bet he probably does as well. Uh, the book, Male Obsession... A journey round Britain by postcode. Why? And if you've just been listening for the last twenty-five minutes, <laughs> it's full of this kind of it's full of this kind of stuff that we're chatting about. It's that it's that fun kind of stuff where you, you'll you'll be out in the pub or you'll be having lunch or you'll be having a coffee. There'll be a lull in the conversation. You go, oh, you never guess what I heard yesterday. Actually, I'm going to pick you up there, Ian. Oh, uh, that's not actually how it happens. Oh. And you know this when when I correct you. Hopefully, this will yeah. chime with you. Is that 
if you have been listening to the last 25 minutes, it's all been tangents. Yeah. It's all yeah, been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though you never... And that's why people sometimes go, tell us a piece of trivia. Yeah. And I never think of anything. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's because it's just... It's it, joining it, the dots is, is that the way it works. And there's you. a big... That's what the, the big... Uh, I don't know why I keep plugging the first book instead of the one that's just Forget came out. Forget that one, man. No, it's this one. The first one explains why we work on tangents. But anyway, go on. Yes. The mail obsession. Uh, it's, it's out on paperback now. It's been out on, in hardback for a while. Uh, why, okay, why postcodes? Well, as, as I was saying, we were talking about the 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 bus book like the lands into john O'Groats. that was great and i th- I, th- I do think that's a, a great book I'm, I'm proud of that one but it's just one journey through britain and yep. you're always heading roughly northeast obviously going lands into john O'Groats, uh or le jog as it's called yes. if you go the other oh, way it's, yeah, called, yeah. it's called joggle jog- john O'Groats to lands and there's no there's an organization for people who've done it but yeah. it's just one route and so i sat down with my editor and said well, let's do a british book where we cover the whole country mm-hmm. how can you split the country up if we say x units that the country split into one fact from each unit. So we were thinking, right, counties. There aren't enough counties because, well, you know, definitions of a county differ, but it's a f- couple of dozen at most. Mm. You know? uh, and then I thought, well, like maybe phone code areas, 01206 or whatever, but there's too many of those. And then I realised postcode areas. Mm. Uh, How many are there? 124. And that's just the right sort of number. That It's a travel, but I'm getting yeah. it. I didn't go to every one. Yeah. That would have been just a bit too nerdy because you'd have to go to Guernsey and to Jersey and it would all be a bit, you know, yes. similar. But I went to a lot of them and got out and explored parts of the country I'd never been to. Went to Belfast. I'd never been to Belfast. Mm-hmm. You, have you been? I've never been to Ireland in any of its uh, You've never been to Dublin? No. no. Well, there you go. Mm. Uh, it was... I was actually disappointed in the Guinness in Dublin, right. which everyone was raving about. Once someone's raved about something that much, it can yeah. only be a disappointment. But anyway, Belfast was fascinating. And I stayed at the Europa, mm. which, and here we speak to a man who knows public, tell us the famous fact about the Europa it's Hotel. It's the most bombed hotel in the world? In Europe. In Europe, to. okay. And so I rang them up and was, was trying to sort out a room and, and said, what can I say? I don't want to say I'm going to put you in the book because you're the most bombed hotel in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have changed since the Balkans, by the way. But it's right. back in the 70s, right. that used to be the, the stat. And uh, I said, well, I, you know, I said, I'm going to put you in because Bill Clinton stayed here when he came over to help with the peace process. And, it was, and also that new wing that you've built, you know, you've made. Yeah. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, we'd love to have you come and stay. And then, and then it all, the, the woman at the end of the call, she said, oh, you also, you might like to mention that we're the most bombed hotel in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. If they're going to trade on it, when you listen, when you get when you do gigs like this, do you get to, get to stay in hotels for free? Do, Some do, of them. Do you phone up and say, "Look, I'm writing a book, and I can really." Uh... Sometimes it depends. It's if it's going to be. Uh, and the beauty of it is that I'm never trying to be nasty about anyone. Yeah, I'm always oh, I'm it, always going somewhere because it's out of love. There's a, there's there's a very charming, t- you know, the, 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 it's a charming tone throughout all of these books. And I don't, and I've, you know, when I do bits of journalism and interview people and, and write about so I'm never trying to be nasty about mm. anything. So it's nice that you're not having to do that thing of stitching someone up and being nice to them mm. one day. Uh, yeah. So, um, no, sometimes it's... The, the, like, the first one I stayed at for this book was the Days Inn at Watford Gap Service Station. Beautiful. Because I, again, I'm blaming my editor for this one, because he and I had a chat before we even did the book, and I just remembered him saying, I'm fascinated. Service stations had crossed up, and he said, I'm mm. fascinated by them. I said, I am as well. In that way, it's like airports. You know, you get a disparate group of people, yeah. all tied together in one place. It's like the Tom Hanks thing, the, t- the term. And, yeah. you know, and service stations are the same. And so when we came to do the book, I thought, all right, I'm go- I've never been to Watford Gap. Mm. I'm going to go and have a look. I know Watford uh, Gap very well. Oh, oh. Yes, yes. I used to, well, I used to, well, I used to work in three counties and I'd drive up to oh, Birmingham on a Friday. Of Watford course. Gap, 20 minute nap. That was my mantra. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact they've put that, you know, that sign they've put there now that with two um, directions. One, uh, yeah, 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 north one says the north, yeah. one says the south. Brilliant. And, and then, have you ever seen that picture 
through Keith Richards at Watford Gap? Uh, I don't think I have, but I know it was a big stopping it point was, for it. Revolutionised the, the bands. They were uh, the Fab, the Stones, uh, Cliff Richard, all the big ones that were around in the early sixties. It opened and it revolutionised. They could go up north, do a gig, and come back. And uh, Georgie Fame was always doing this. They would yeah. do a gig up in the north, come back, start doing another gig in Wardour Street at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And so I just remembered the one mean bit in the book. Which was, there is one mean go on. bit. What? <laughs> that Cliff Richard. Well, you've got to be mean about Cliff. Oh, the Vox <laughs> the, AC30. The, Vox, the yeah. reason the AC30 exists is actually because... it's a sort of backhanded compliment. Well, that... but you couch it in a it's a it, in a, a steel glove, I think. With uh... I didn't know until I was doing some reading for this about another bit of the book. But it, Cliff cropped up there. Why he's called Cliff Richard? Because famously Harry Reb, but Harry, Harry Webb, but where he got Cliff Richard from? Um. Oh, that's a really good... Uh, I don't know. Go on. Well, he nicked the surname from Little Richard. Yeah. And Cliff was meant to be like Rock, Rock. Hudson. Oh, okay. It was meant to be one of those yeah. showbiz, like Tommy Steele and all that. Yeah. So, um, but no, I... T- oh, Go on, the service, sta- the service station. The service station was an absolute eye-opener. Mm. It was just... Uh, I stayed there overnight, as I said, and the next morning, they were t- I, when I'd been there on the first day, the one of those teams that were selling bags of perfume and trying to get you to sign up and... All that sort of stuff. Oh, so I steered, steered clear, yes. clear of them. But then I noticed there's a team of about six, and they were staying at the, at the same hotel at the Days Inn. And she saw me the next. One of the girls saw me the next morning. And you know, when you look at someone, and she got so much makeup on. Mm-hmm. But then after about ten seconds of talking to her, you realise she's seventeen mm. and she's just plastered it on. And they're from Leeds. This whole team. And I said, Oh, they put you up. You stay. You do two days here, do you? She said, No, six. Mm. They stay for six days at Watford Gap Service Station. But the beauty was, she was excited. She about loved it. it didn't she called she? it a road. She, yeah. said, she said we call it a road trip. I found that bit um, quite melancholy and quite sad. <laughs> I like melancholy. It, oh, I do as well. And and we're going to take a break in a sec. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. One of the joys of these books, and this is all the books, is is you're right. The snippets of conversation you get. Oh. There's a bit I can't even remember where you are, but you go into a charity shop and there's there's a woman talking, two women talking about <laughs> how their dogs, the dogs like to settle. And one says, "Well, she'll, she'll it'll walk round and round and round. It could be there for hours until it finds it. It gets nice and comfortable." And the other woman says, "Oh, my dog likes to hump it." No, make the fact the fact she says make love, make love. She says the first it. one she says she gets his blanket and he goes round and round. He has to get his blanket in exactly the right yeah. position. And the other one says, "Yeah, mine mine used to make love to his. It was such a sweet oh, way of putting." And the Books are full of those, particularly on the uh, on the bus. You just just like two lines well, from a conversation. Wonderful. Well, we were saying off air, so let's do it on air. Yes, uh, the um, Alan Bennett thing. Alan Bennett says yeah. he's got some of his best lines of dialogue from buses. His favourite one ever, he says, was uh, "I see that damn fool of a tortoise is out again." <laughs> again, <laughs> you put that in a novel, no one would believe it. My favourite thing on a bus. I was talking on the phone on the bus, and I don't really like doing that, but it was a call I felt I had to take. And I was talking, and I was on the top deck. I was about five rows back, three rows in front of me. was this big, massive bloke. And very, very slowly as I was talking, he slowly turned round, <laughs> raised his middle finger, didn't say a word, then put it down and turned back. It was wonderful. It was just so controlled. Um, I'm talking to Mark Mason about uh, Mail Obsession, which is out now in paperback. 0844 This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. We're looking at the list of swear words. Hand gestures. This is our favourite minor cast. The Iberian slap. What's that? 
Why Iberian? I've got no idea. <laughs> Go and write a bloody book about it, Mark. <laughs> um, so it's postcode. Oh, wait, fourth. If, if people throw postcodes at you, can you remember? Uh, now I've got a copy of the book in front of me. With my <laughs> do you know what? When I did, I always do my, my own indexes for my books, yeah. simply because... It's a way, if someone's standing in a bookshop and have a look at the index, it's a way of getting them to buy it. Because I'll put in things like, um, I'm trying to find an example from the... F- oh, yeah. Ant and Deck, comma, even their houses obey the ant on the left, deck on the right rule. <laughs> That's one of the indexes, entries in the index. So, And I deliberately put the uh, all the postcode areas in the index. So, yes, if people want to ring up, we can do postcode bingo and they can give me their oh, wait, area. Oh, wait, 499... Um, 1,000. That's true, by the way, about Ant and Deck. Is it? They they live on the same street, because they've grown up in each other's pockets, famously. Yeah. Then they live on the same street, a street of very, very expensive houses, somewhere in southwest London, I think. Barnes, somewhere like that. And I forget who was there first, but the other one moved in. And, of course, Ant always stands on the left, Deck stands on the right. Their houses, as you look at them from the street, Ant is on the left, Dex is on the right. They are funny in the, um... As far as I'm aware, they've never done anything without the other one in terms of their career um and even you know Morecambe and Wise had solo projects you know every every double act I can think of yeah. has done even if it's not we're splitting up they've gone off and done a little documentary yeah. or a, a cameo in a film on their own yeah. as far as I'm aware Anton Deck everything is done together that would drive me nuts know. I have actually though seen a picture of them standing the other way around you're joking because at the um, I th- I th- the part of the joy of doing this sort of stuff is that it makes you get out and explore bits of the country that you've because we yeah. t- take our home country for granted. Yeah, oh, yeah. Now there's twenty quid flights to Prague and all that sort of stuff. We're jetting around the world and you never explore pl- places that are literally twenty miles from you. But and I'd never really been to Wales that much. Saw my favourite sign in the book in Wales, in Barmouth, in the middle of Wales, beautiful little town on the coast there. Uh, at this cafe was called the Carousel, except they'd misspelt it. And then the sea had fallen off, so it's actually the cafe arousal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, but uh, the thing I did at the top of Wales, uh, Wales is the, they've got the fastest zip wire in Europe. Yes. It's, it's an old colliery, uh, an old uh, quarry, which is a mile long, and they've strung a zip wire across it, and you reach 100 miles an hour. No, on no thanks. No, it's no. It's beautiful. Did you do it? I did it. It's oh, fantastic. no. But they, they, when I was getting, you have to wear a, a jumpsuit, and, and they strap you to the thing. So while I was getting... Um, in the hut there where they give you the suit and everything they've got pictures of celebs that have been to do it yeah. and Anton Deck presumably for a TV thing had gone and done it and had had their picture taken with the staff with Deck standing on the left and Ant standing on the right that's bad luck I'm surprised Who one of them didn't die it? in the bloody thing <laughs> that's got to be um, bad but that was no I that I still maintain that was an example of of if you make yourself do something you get you always get something out of it but not the thing you were expecting and I was looking forward to doing this it's uh, it's I forget it's Zip World it's called and Zip it's, World Zip I can't World. think of anything worse horizontal no uh, head uh, fa- horizontal face down head first and you're attached to the cable so you don't have to do anything you don't have to hang on and they just let go and so gravity takes over die inside a thousand times and uh, I was looking forward to going 100 miles an hour yeah but I realised about halfway through it takes a minute because it's a mile long and so you're averaging 60 miles an hour I realised halfway through it that I wasn't speeding up. I was doing 100 miles an hour. I know I must have been, but it didn't feel like that. Because when you do that on the motorway, not that we ever do, of course, but those people that have done 100 miles on the motorway will tell you, it feels, even when you do 70 on the motorway, you've got a central reservation a few feet away. You've got other cars a few feet away. There are things close to you to give you a sense of perspective. Mm. 
this quarry was so big the sides and the bottom you're so high up above the base oh, of the Jesus, quarry it's, awful, <laughs> it's beautiful then i realized i had got time to realize ah the beauty of this is not that you feel you're doing 100 miles an hour it's that you feel as though you're flying right and that's then i thought back to the website for the place it's plastered across it's the nearest thing to flying right. is that because there's if you look down you can't see the wire above you yeah so you do feel as though you're flying it's beautiful i promise you give it a go no i'm not going to and i'll tell you why i um that you were of go ape mm. the um mm. the the fun thing in the woods where you I've go i've still never been no my boys love it but because my youngest is four, he's too young. Got to be five to go up there oh, on your okay. own, and also he's a bit nervous. Right. So I, twice he's been up there, and the first time I went up with him, and I I did it, but I hated it, yeah. and I I could, and he, he would go ahead of me, and I'd say, I'm, d- "Don't wiggle it, Daddy's coming." Dad, I couldn't look at him, and I was just literally swearing yeah. and singing under my breath, doing all this stuff to get me through it. The second time he went and did it, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I got halfway round, and I thought. I've, I thought I'm really close to crying and asking a teenager that works here to come and rescue me. I thought, right, I'm going to get round, I'm going to get round, and then I'm going to sit down with my son and tell him, Daddy can't do it anymore, and we're going to get down. Oh. I think it tends to be the older you get, the more you get like that as well. There's yeah. things you used to do when you were young, you're completely fearless. But... Yeah, I'm 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 a coward, and I've got, <laughs> I've got no no. Uh, I don't mind uh, saying you're, that you're brave enough to admit you're a coward. I'm brave enough to admit that. Um, uh, we, we, we'll talk about the book <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> we need to mention the bloody book. It's male obsession. M a i l. By the way, we should have spelt that. Thank out. you. So, so, you of know, course, that's the thing about a pun. It doesn't work on radio. Well, they don't don't always work. No, <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's wait, the snare drum. There's the high. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. Where's the? Is Amazon a good place to buy? Where's Get the best it, place to buy? I, do you know what? People think that as an author, you're gonna hate Amazon. I love Amazon because it's a guaranteed sale. Yeah. You know, even the biggest bookshop in the world is gonna struggle to have every book. Yeah. So yeah, wherever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna have a little break. I'm gonna get the link and I'm gonna tweet it. So oh. if people wanna, wanna, you know, people are lazy. Yeah. They want you to do everything for Gentlemen them. Gentlemen and a scholar, Mark. Right. For goodness' sake. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered <laughs> night talk. <laughs> With the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, you were asking, the postcode here is SE18DJ, and you were asking... I thought that might... I think there is... If anyone... In, uh, any of the powers that be at the station are listening who, who can they confirm this listen. they don't they don't know this, this station's <laughs> running they think talk sport is where it's at <laughs> is that the the royal mail do um i mean the book isn't really about postcodes but i put some postcode stuff in there it's they're a device for getting out and doing things about yeah. paul mccartney calling ringo star but uh once you start to look into it they have got such a sense of humor you yeah. wouldn't think it from the royal mail and they will give a big organisation an appropriate, if they ask for it, they'll give them an appropriate postcode. Like Sheffield Wednesday's postcode ends SW and Sheffield United's ends SU. And then my favourite one is the VAT section. This is genius. A, VAT section of HMRC, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. Revenue and Customs. Uh, they, the VAT bit, their postcode ends 5AT because 5 in Roman numerals is V. And isn't, that's beautiful. Isn't that genius? And so I was thinking, they, they could have asked for DJ. Yeah. You know. I've been told. I'm being told on my screen that all the the, the all the street, all the uh, blocks in this street have got have got DJ. Really? Yes. The whole street. Really? Is this? 
There's a oh. fight. Don't don't listen, guys. If you've got beef with Catherine, Catherine, if you've got beef with Mark, don't type <laughs> don't type obscenities on my screen because I will show them to him. Um, so it may not be the, um, the thing. oh well, it's uh, just a coincidence then. But still, th- we were talking about this off air. The, the the fact that the book is and all, and all of your books are celebratory, and you obviously uh, you obviously love your job, and you obviously love great britain as well well and traveling around it it's um there is enough out there to celebrate one of the the more and it's always that's why the, the, you know the, the my website's the importance of being trivial took from the first book and hopefully that gets across the idea that this stuff that i don't know what your partner's like but my partner's oh god will you shut up with the trivial you know yes. i'll know something about yes. it as you said i'll pop up on, i'll see something you tweeted once in a while and i'll go oh did you know that and uh i know it can get on people's nerves but I maintain that the best trivia, like the Ringo Starr, Ringo mm. Starr's never eaten a pizza. Silly fact, but as we said, tells you everything about beautiful. the man. Uh, I think the best trivia can take you into a subject very deeply. And the fact for the RM postcode area, mm. Romford, Upminster comes into that area. Upminster back in 17, I think it was 1709, around about then, William Derham was the rector of Upminster. He was the vicar of Upminster. And of course, back then, all still fields, the only tall building around was his church tower. That man, again, this sounds like a little bit of trivia, a little pub fact, but when you think about what he did, just, you know, have some respect for the guy. He went up the tower. He was trying to estimate the speed of sound. He was one of those sort of vaguely scientific vicars. Yes. And oh, you just remind me of the guy with the bees in his briefcase. But sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry, that's a different show. Oh, yes. I, oh, he was Sir John Lubbock. Sir John Lubbock. Ian's talking about the man who invented the bank holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's just um, William Derham, a, few, a couple of centuries before that, and he uh, his way of estimating the speed of sound. Yes, went up his church tower. He got someone positioned several miles away with a shotgun. They fired the oh. shotgun so he could see the smoke come out of the shotgun. So he knew when the shot had been fired, and he then, with a half-second pendulum, no yes. more accurate than that, half-second pendulum, timed the, the time that it took the, the shot, the, the, the sound, to reach him. And he did it in loads of different weather conditions, loads of different directions, and, and, and averaged it out. And in 1709, with a half-second pendulum and a shotgun at the top of a church tower, he worked out that the speed of sound was 1,116 feet per second. The accepted answer now, now, 2016... Is one thousand one hundred and fifteen feet Isn't per second. Isn't he a genius? Isn't that brilliant? And I think there is that sort of stuff is out there. Yeah. There are those sort of beautiful stories. You know, it's and you you again. We said this off air. It would be. You go to some places that are beautiful, and you go to some places that are not quite so beautiful. You know what for yeah. services, <laughs> and it would be it would be so easy to write a book that's sneering and looking down yeah. its nose. Yeah. At, uh, you could have been really rude about that girl that you met who was working in the yeah. makeup, uh, and you don't. You come away. I, I read it as though you come away with a sense of respect and pride, and that it's actually it's made your stay. Was there. brilliant. The fact that she got that enjoyment out of mm. staying for you know in twenty years time when she's thirty years time when she's alright, she won't get that enjoyment anymore. Yeah. But it was just that little injection yeah. of enthusiasm. And even when something is out and out naff, uh, I'm just I was thinking of the list of swear words there. They were going into, there were several words on that list we were just looking at that I could have used there. But let's say naff. Even so, it's sort of got a beauty. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite signs was in a pub near Clenethley. Not the prettiest part of the world. 
and this what certainly wasn't the prettiest pub in the but i'm fascinated by dodgy pubs yeah. you know it's, aren't we, we all want to go in and have a pint and just watch the not dangerous not your sort of craze not your blind beggars yeah. sort of stuff, but just lifeless soulless crap pubs uh and this was um this pub had a sign in its window saying mobility scooter valet parking service <laughs> <laughs> didn't have time to go in but wanted to go in it, yeah. there was a bit in the book where you really reminded me of my dad because it was something stupid that he would have done <laughs> and he would have and he's dead now but he would have as kids would have led us you know driven us miles and then walked us miles all for this stupid little thing and it was so wonderful it's where um i can't remember exactly where it is but you, you basically you walk in four different counties <laughs> by, yes. they're, they're all kind yes. of next to each other and so you just have to cross over a stream and then climb over a tree and then walk and you've, you've been in four different counties in the space of about two minutes and it's just so pointless well, and uh, wonderful because you went and did that i'm just trying to find it's it. quite early on in the book it's quite early it? on isn't it and it's um trying to remember what the counties are there are, it's it's the only point in the uh, end point of this is this is great radio let's let's (laughs) let's get i'm flicking on the left um there i think it might be at the end it's gonna come under oh god i can't remember i know it's something like cambridgeshire uh lincolnshire rutland rutland Rutland, comes into it which is sometimes the smallest county and sometimes the second smallest county Yes, because of the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Is if you, again, as we said earlier about counties, def- definitions differ. But if you accept that the Isle of Wight is a county, which in some historical mm. definitions it is, when the tide comes in on the Isle of Wight, it becomes smaller than Rutland. And when the tide goes out, it becomes bigger than Rutland. So, uh, I hope you're all taking notes at, at home, dear listener. When you go into school tomorrow or to work or to college, you can rattle this stuff off as your own, guys. There was this tedious man on the radio last night miss who said uh, <laughs> there, were this, two, uh <laughs> there were two old farts talking about some bloke that's never eaten a pizza in counties <laughs> ridiculous uh oh this is so annoying it's, don't you hate it if i had my computer i could do control Come f on. and get the Come anyway on. let's skip over that yes next break we can but it's, and find it, it. i just it, it, it for me it kind of sums up the um what well, also i don't like those books where it's um it's two blokes in a pub and someone says i bet you can't hitchhike all around uh, europe yeah. with um with an oven strapped to your back oh i bet you i can i'm gonna write a bloody book about it <laughs> it's not one of those books that's that's born out of a, a, a you know a, a, a drunken bet or a childish challenge it's it's, yeah, it's, it's it's born out of curiosity. It is. Uh, it's it's a bit contrived, you know. Yeah, as I said, my editor and I sat there and said, "Let's what can we do that covers the whole of the country? All the the raw material, those things." You know, I saw that interview with Ringo where he he said the thing about macro, and that just stays in there, yeah. and you're looking for a way of using it, and then. And when you come to write it, it's, you know, you and I could transcribe this conversation now. And we've got, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wow. email it to my editor tomorrow morning. I think Quids we've got in. the next book sorted. Quids sorted, in. basically. What is the next book? Do you, do you know? Do you I'm know in the middle, I'm in the middle of it at Is the it moment. Top Secret? It is. Uh, no, it's not. It's called Question Time. Right. A quizzical journey around Britain. I've been going around the country doing various quizzes. Uh, See? <laughs> it sounds so simple, but I know in your hands it will be it will be brilliant. What kind of things? Like pub quizzes? and Pub quizzes. Different sorts. Pub quizzes. Um, Are you barred from uh, your local pub quiz? No, because you know what? I'm useless at pub quizzes because, as we were saying, when people go, tell me a piece of trivia, yeah. you can't remember. 
I, when it comes to a pub quiz question, I'll know something vaguely related to it. And I'll be, it might mention um, Beethoven. Yeah. It might ask about a particular Beethoven symphony or whatever it is. And I'll be the annoying one sitting there going, did you know that Beethoven made every cup of coffee with exactly 60 coffee beans? Is that Which true? Which he did. Which he did, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I know, I, I think that's, again, that tells you something about yeah. the man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll be the one, I don't actually know the symphony, but, uh, you know. So, no, I'm pretty useless at quizzes. Okay. I tell you, my favourite quiz for the book so far was the House of Commons Press Gallery quiz. You Gosh. do not know the meaning of the word competitive until really? you've seen a load of political journalists trying to win a quiz. It was just astonishing. Wow. Uh, quite scary in its way. You know I've won Mastermind. Well, remind me of your it's subject. It's I did celebrity mastermind. Um, they toned down the questions a bit. Uh, it was the monkeys, of course, the oh, fictional pop group, the monkeys. Um, and I did exceptionally well on that. But also, I did pretty well on the general knowledge. Hey, and hey. I beat, um, I beat an esteemed group of people, including Scott Mills and Nolan. And <laughs> I don't know which one. And the guy that I thought was going to um, was going to beat me. Who wrote Cracker? Jimmy McGovern was that? He, was that? I think that was... Uh, he was to do. Yeah, I think he did. J- yeah. Jimmy yeah. McGovern. He yeah. was the one I thought I was going to destroyed him. There I destroyed go. him, mate. So it's, um, I th- there's that's cropped up in writing. I'm, I'm now plugging the next book before <laughs> rather than plugging the one four ago. The next one, which isn't out until this time next year. But uh, I was watching Mastermind one night, and and again. Hum- all human drama is there yeah. in the supposedly trivial stuff. My agent, his father, uh, was we worked in publishing and was uh, Sir Martin Gilbert's editor. And Sir Martin Gilbert was the guy who took over writing the multi-volume official biography of Winston Churchill, right. which had been done, started by Randolph Churchill, Winston Churchill's son. But, and then he died and Martin Gilbert took it over. And my agent's father was his editor and so knew a load about Winston Churchill yeah. went on Mastermind. This is back in the seventies when Magnus know, Magnus when, when it was back, tough started off. Finished when they had proper subjects, not your monkeys and all that. Yes, exactly. And dumbing it down. I, I appreciate that. Uh, and they went to. They always did, and most quiz programs still do this. They went to the acknowledged expert to set the questions, yeah. and then they have someone in house making sure that the level of difficulty between the subjects is met. But they initially go to the expert, so they went to Martin Gilbert. And Martin Gilbert said, you know, I feel in all honesty, I should tell you, he's my editor, I know him, he's a friend. They said, no, no, that's fine, that sort of thing crops up a lot. There's only a small number of people yeah. who have to say it crops up. We're happy for you to do it. So Martin Gilbert, just to completely get rid of any possible accusation of any sort of, you know, making it easy on his, his editor, made it the most difficult set of questions. Oh, it was, my agent always gives the example, it was... He might have well have asked what colour socks was Winston Churchill wearing on the 22nd of February Fantastic. 1904. It was impossible. And had the old mastermind, st- you know, it just, he, it destroyed him. It was really? a re- it was a really, they, you know, that. It's, a, it's a, such a, because it's, it's so iconic. We've got to end in a second that we're coming to the end. Yeah. It's so iconic that when you, I, I was there for a laugh, you know, I thought, oh, yeah. this would be fun to do. And when you sat there and suddenly that music starts. Yeah. What's it called? You know this, don't you? I do, There's a quiz question in itself. I do know it. I give you the first word, you'll get the second, I guarantee. Go on. The first word is approaching. I can't remember. Approaching menace. There we go. Of course it is. And also, again, I didn't know until researching this book on Chris, that the guy who came up with the concept for yeah. Mastermind, based on, he'd been um, held captive by the Germans during World War Two, and uh, the, the thing, you, you only have to give them your name, serial yeah. number and rank, isn't it? Was it those three pieces yes, of information. Yeah. That's where he got the idea for giving your name, your job and your specialist stuff. Those three bits of information. Oh, I knew that the, the kind of the way yeah. the light was set up yeah. was supposed to be a, you know, a, and a, he based it on that. a tool. Yeah. 
Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> listen, Mark, it's always a pleasure oh, to talk Ian, to you. Thank you so much for coming chill. in. Thank you for having me. I've just, I've just tweeted the link. Um, your Twitter handle is at WalkTheLinesLDN if people want to go there. But I've just tweeted the link to the book. It's in uh, paperback now. Uh, Male Obsession by Mark Mason, M-A-S-O-N. What's the website if people want to... Uh, oh, the website is theimportanceofbeingtrivial.com. I hope you've enjoyed uh, enjoyed it, dear listener, because uh, I, 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 the books from... I, I just love them. I just love them. They're the kind of things that you can you can read at your leisure, you can dip in and out of, and, and they're, they're also uh, so joyous. Mark, it's nice to see you. Thank yeah, you so as much. As ever, I salute your faulty judgment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're open the phone lines, guys. As you know, it's, it's a phone-in show unlike any other phone-in show in that I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to talk about. There are some bits and pieces in the paper today, unlike the last couple of days. Um, but you can call in about anything you want. You know that. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. You can watch us on Periscope as well. Periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. It's Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Thank you, Mark. Now you can call in, dear listener, about any old tosh. You know the rules. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to talk about. It's kind of up to you. And if you want to beat Alan uh, as the first call of the night, call now. Otherwise, it's going to be Caddick kicking us off. We don't. Do we want that? Really? Is that what you want? It's Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July The way your face lit up the entire sky Had to look away because it hurt my eyes The way you hit me was a big surprise Wasn't making any sense, but it felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day. Just like a 
and Imani been uh, emailing each other. She's a big fan of the show, she says. She says, she says big, lo- lovely show, Ian. Uh, Ringo Starr's never had a pizza. That's that's the only thing I can remember from the last hour. Ringo Starr's never had a pizza. I've just tweeted him, um, so we'll find out whether that's true or not. Um, thank you, Mark. Uh, the book is... Uh, um, oh, I need to remember. Mail Obsession, Mark Mason. I've just tweeted a link on uh, for Amazon, and I'll do it again a bit later on. It's a cracking read, uh, as all his books are. Christmas is coming up, guys! Oh, Christ, Christmas is coming up, guys. Flippin' heck. It'll be lonely this Christmas, lonely without you. <clears throat> Crack on with the show, shall we? A bit tired tonight, a little bit tired tonight. Busy old day. And also, it's that, it, I'm preemptive tired. In as much as I know, I'll get home about half past two. I'll be asleep by three if I'm if everything goes according to plan. And then my youngest will probably wake up about six, half six. So that's three hours sleep we're looking at before I have to get up. I tell him, school, I'll come back, I'll go straight to bed. Don't you worry about that. I'll be getting another three hours. So that's going to be six hours sleep, solid, I'm going to get. Not solid, but split. But I'm already, my body is thinking, oh, man, alive. And what with my back still hurting? I've got I've got some pills. I've got some pills in my back, so I might take some painkillers to get. Oh, yeah, that was it. I went to Boots today to buy the purple migraine Nurofen. Now, has the the Nurofen, in inverted commas, scandal, has that happened here? We know it happened in Australia. Where Was it that all Nurofen are the same Nurofen, but they label them differently uh, for periods and for migraines and for back pain, but they're all the same thing? Is that the story? Because I didn't want to investigate that story. Dom, Lee, Hannah and Alan, I'll come to you in a minute. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. I didn't want to investigate that story too much because I'm a big fan of the purple Nurofen, the migraine ones. Now, they're the only things. If I have a migraine approaching, they are the only things that stand any chance of staving it off. But if they're the same as the ones for periods or the normal ones for headaches or the Boots own brand, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a placebo man. And I don't want to be a placebo man. Anyway, I bought a packet of these. I wanted to buy two packets because I like to have some in steady supply. Some places get funny about selling you two. They won't sell you three just in case you're going to top yourself. Here's the thing. You can't top yourself with three packets of Nurofen. I don't re- recommend you try it. But um, I-, I wanted to buy two, but I didn't. I bought one. And I'm glad I only asked for the one because... It was like, I was, I don't know if the woman behind the counter was a pharmacist or was just nosy. Are these for you, sir? Yeah. Do you suffer from headaches? Well, it's for my back, right? But I went, yeah. Suddenly I'm in a, I do suffer from headaches. That's not a lie. Do you have a headache now? I panicked. I panicked. I went, yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm in a lie. I'm lying to a medical professional to get drugs. How bad is that? That's like the time I saw um, a poor soul, a junkie, getting his um, his script done up for um, methadone or whatever it is, and necking it in the necking it in Lloyd's. He was necking it in Lloyd's. He couldn't wait. For, and I felt like that guy. She goes, how long have you had the headache for? I'm thinking, I've never been asked question. I've never had to do like a test to get to get some pills. I went. Uh, I didn't want to say. Here's here's my decision thinking. Here, 
I didn't want to say, I wanted it to sound bad enough to be selling me the purple ones. But I didn't want to say I'd had it for too long, because she might say, oh, we can't give you these, you need to go to the hospital. And I didn't want to say for too short, because she'd say, oh, you just need the normal ones. I went, oh, it's been quite bad for about an hour or two. She goes, right, um, do you know how to take these? I, went, I was thinking, yeah, I take them in my mouth. What are you talking about? I'm a bum. I went, yeah. She goes, how do you take them? I said, with food. She went, yeah, that's right, with food. And don't have any more than, than um, two sets of three. I'm 43 years old, woman! It's not like you're the nurse at school and you've got to get my parents' permission to give me a disprint. Flipping it, I'm 43! And that, by this point, I'm really hamming up the headache acting. I'm, really, I'm, I'm holding the head. I'm leaning forward anyway because I've got the bad back, which is what I've bought the stuff for, for the bad back. It turns out it doesn't matter which one you are. I'm going, yeah. Thanks very much. I'm doing that one. Yeah, thanks very much. I'm turning to Keith Richards. Yeah, thanks thanks very much for your help. really appreciate it. Tough times, guys. It was tough times. It's tough times trying to score on the streets these days so I, I can empathise with all you guys out there right let's crack on with this nonsense shall we 0844 is the telephone number let's go to um, Dom good evening Dom oh man this is Mark Mason isn't he a most delightful charming gentleman and it, it, I always get slightly worried when I'm talking to a guest and no one phones in I'm thinking oh god everyone's switched off but then generally for I think for all the guests I've had where that's happened I go on Twitter and it's just people and, and saying wonderful wonderful things oh this guy's great I could listen to him for hours so loads yeah. of people were raving about the um, service station chat saying you should do a three hours on service station loads of people ordering the book and that's great but I and I when we get a bigger audience, we'll be able to do this. But when we have guests on, guys, you are allowed, nay, you are encouraged to call in, dear listeners. You are all encouraged to call in, because I know my guests would like to. And um, But anyway, that's by the by. It was delightful, Dom, and I thoroughly recommend the book. I've got, I've got all four of his books. I love them. Oh, we've got... Why didn't you... Fu- oh, for crying out loud! Why did you phone in and say that? Why are you on your feet right now? Why are you... What? Why? I'm standing up. You're standing up. Hang on. I'm standing up. Why? Why didn't you... Jeez. Ah! Why didn't you phone up and tell him that? He would have loved to have heard that. He won't be listening to this bit. He's getting the train home. Because you are a professional and you can speak to him far more elo- eloquently than I can. It doesn't matter. It, it's, it's a joy a, to listen to. I don't want to interrupt you because it, it sounded so nice. It would have... I, I, during the break, I kept saying, listen, Mark, don't worry if people don't call in. You know, it, quite often they like to hear me talking to the person. If you'd have just phoned up and said, I've got all your books, Mark, and I think you're brilliant. That's all you had to say. That is all... That's all he had to say, Kath. That's all he had to say. I've let you down, haven't I, mate? Well, Cass, um, um, ask it, she's either asking me if I want some coffee or she's being rude about you. I don't know. <laughs> it's all you had to say. You said to phone up. He's a geeky writer writing books about facts and lists and things. He doesn't get to communicate with people in the real world very often. You could have been that bridge. I'm going to sit down now. <laughs> you should, you should. You're 43. Yeah, I know. 
43, and I'm disappointed in my listenership. Um, yes, he was nice, wasn't he? Yeah, I was kind of, you know what, I was kind of afraid, because I read Robert De Niro's biography, and it's such a horrible book, written by himself, but yeah. it totally put me off him as a person. Well, hang on a minute, then, hang on a minute. You Sorry, well, you said scared. you read Robert De Niro's biography. Autobiography. Thank you. You're welcome. And he's, 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 he's such a... He, he only does films because he needs he wants to open a new restaurant. And it just made me hate him as a person, as an actor. And I can't watch his films now. And I was scared that I might say something to Mark Mason and he might, I don't know, comedy fourth word down on the third column along or something, you know. Well, well, well I don't think... If I were to punch Mark Mason in the face as training for my punching a listener in the face Ooh. thing coming up soon. If I were to do You're that, he'd probably um, thank me and tell me a fact about boxing. <laughs> 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 He's so delightful. Oh, brilliant. oh, speaking of your, uh, your punching a listener in the face. Punching Jamie in the face um, in the build-up to Christmas. We're just trying to... Um, um, going into, not to, I was going to go into town tomorrow. I can't now because I've got the kids. I'm going to go into town on Friday and I'm looking at three venues. Oh, well, I'm off for two weeks before Christmas, and I've already, I tweeted you about uh, allowing Barry from Watford to give me a Chinese burn, and he liked it, so I think he's on board. Technically, we're not allowed so. to call them Chinese burns anymore. They're race, that's, that's racist. Unbelievable. Also, have you ever, have you had a Chinese burn recently? I haven't, no. It doesn't hurt. Not for years. It doesn't. Well, her, it's uncomfortable. Let's not be in a bit. It's, uh, I suspect the Chinese have got far more invasive tortures up their sleeve than the Chinese burn, because it doesn't really hurt. Well, that's the whisper, isn't it? Well, there's the, the, why can't <laughs> Chinese people whisper as well? They don't call it that in America, do they? They call it telephones or something. Idiot. I have no idea. That's Americans for you. Well, thanks for calling, Dom. Is that Next it? time, call when the guest is on! Right, I will. Thanks very much indeed. 0844-499-1000, Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to Lee. Good evening, Lee. Good evening, boss. How are you? I'm all right. I th- I'm all right, I think. And that'll do. That'll do. Go on, go on. Toss a coin and make a decision. Ooh, that's fine. That's, that's right. that's... <laughs> no, not got a coin? No, I've, no. Got a co- I've got a coin. I've got a coin. Oh, go on. Heads I've... is good. It's heads! Oh, there you go. It's Wonderful. It's beautiful. What you got for us, boss? Uh, to be honest, I'm not actually sure. You said oh. phone up before Alan, so I did. Um, <laughs> well, no, well um, done. Well, let's hang on a second. Um, Alan, we've had two callers on before you. <laughs> okay, call number three, not bad. Well, it's not brilliant. Why I'm didn't, why didn't you, why didn't you call up in the first hour, Alan? Because Kath said to call me back after 11. Oh. oh blame it on Kath. Blame it on the boogie. Kath, don't type an angry message to uh, Alan. You have his telephone number. If you have... For art, art spelt Kedic. What? Went for art, Kedic. Uh, sorry? Don't worry. Anyone know? Don't... What? <laughs> what? Is he speaking Latin? No. Robert De Niro's waiting, talking Italian, talking Italian. Robert De Niro's waiting, talking Italian. Italian. That is a bloody good song. I've I've got a little twist on your punching in the face, Malarkey. Yes, sir. Because I, I know you wanted to bring more listeners in and, and a bit of publicity and all that. Yeah. You, you're doing it near Christmas. Why not get Jamie to dress up as Santa Claus? 
That's great publicity. Man be- punches be- Santa Claus in the well, face. Come on, mate. That's a bit mean-spirited. <laughs> I don't want to be... Jamie I... isn't. <laughs> well, no, no, because Jamie's, Jamie's um, volunteered. This is, there are people on Twitter going, oh, he's not going to do it. He's not this is a genuine, actual event that is going to happen. Jamie has volunteered for me to one punch, bare knuckle, in the face. Right, and I want to make sure my back is better, because I, I, I'm not going to get the full force on oh. my back like this. But no, Alan, Alan, could you stop, could you stop masturbating? Thanks. Um... <laughs> But I am going to... Um, this is going to happen. It's going to happen at Christmas. £10 a ticket. I've, uh, Alan, I've really asked you to stop doing that, mate. Just just put it back. Just leave it alone. Let it let it dangle. And um, and it's going to happen. People can come and see it, and we'll, we'll film it, and we'll record it for the show. And um, But no, I'm not going to punch Father Christmas. No, Lee, that would be me. Aww. My kids would be devastated if they stumbled across that footage. I was just thinking of the publicity for you. You know, you'd be national headlines. No, that's that's there's that, that's bad publicity. That's the wrong <laughs> kind of publicity. Punching oh, Father Christmas. But they always say, was it bad publicity? It's good publicity. Isn't what it? do they, What do they say, Lee? Oh, I can't speak tonight. <laughs> what, uh, Alan, what do they say? Any publicity is good publicity. Something like go. that. Yes. Um, what, what kind of cake? Lemon drizzle. Mm-hmm. No, no, to tonight. Hey, tomorrow we're going to yes. do um, a periscope bomb. Oh, midnight! Oh, I've decided. Yeah, midnight. No, hang on. What day is this day? Wednesday, Friday. I mean, Friday. Okay. I keep thinking. Is that, is that when the calls are usually straight to air? Sorry. Calls are usually straight to oh. air Friday night at midnight. Oh, flipping heck. Um, yeah. yeah, but we do that every Friday, Alan. Let's yeah. do a periscope bomb. We're going to do we're going to do a periscope love bomb on Friday uh, at midnight. Right, and it might work. It might not work. But we kind of did an unofficial one earlier on today. Me and Kath oh, I saw that. got bored, and we found two young ladies in America in New York or roundabouts, New York, and it was just us watching them. And I said, "Do you want a hundred viewers?" And they went, "You can't do that," or something like that. I went, <laughs> "You wait there, love." And I, I posted it, and we had 250, nearly 300 people at one point, all came and watched them, um, and kept asking them what kind of cake. And they're going, oh, they, 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 they couldn't, they were a little bit bemused by it. But um, It was fun. It was fun, it was nice, it was nice. We'll do that. And also on Friday, now this will go out one night next week, but I have to come in early on Friday. Oh, no. No, 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 it's a good thing, because at six o'clock, I'm phoning up someone in Los Angeles... Oh. I'm phoning um, Johnny Lydon, John Lydon, Johnny Rotten. Oh, blimey. What's the man from the there? Sex Pistols. The man from the Sex Pistols from Public Image Limited, John, Johnny Rotten, John Lydon, is going to be on this show. And I'll be honest, Alan and Lee, I am... I'm quite nervous about it. Oh, add your finger on the dump button. Well, it's going to be a pre-record, so we can oh, do yeah, whatever yeah. we want, right? Um, and I'm tempted, and I think I can do this, I am tempted to do the first ever interview with John Lydon, where we don't mention the P word. Ooh. We don't mention punk. I th- 
think I can do it. I've got a feeling. It, 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 the, the reason I'm hesitating because I do want to ask him a question about Malcolm McLaren's son burning a load of punk memorabilia because I know he's quite angry about it. Um, but I'm, I, I, I might be able to do it without mentioning the. I, I don't want to mention. I don't really want to talk about punk with him because I think punk was like. Uh, it was well. It was two years of his life. Yeah. So we'll see. That's the plan. What are you doing in LA anyway? With him. Sorry, Alan. He was in. He was in the jungle. He was in he the was jungle, and I like. I like John Lydon. I think he's. Um, he's. I think he's quite camp, and I think he's like. Um, that that horrible phrase, but it, I think it's appropriate. He's becoming. He's not quite there yet. He's very close to being a national treasure, in the same way that Lenny Henry is, and Pantomime is, and do you know what? I mean, this he's just—he's not quite there yet, but I think he's very, very close to it. You know. You mean he—he he, he doesn't sell beds for uh, Travelodge yet? Then. He doesn't do that. But he sells butter, <laughs> and his reasoning. Everyone was all. It's not Travelodge. It's Premier Inn. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Everyone I'm... was all snarky about him doing the adverts for butter, but I read in his book is brilliant, by the way, and I must try and flick through it before I speak to him again. And he said the reason he did that was because he couldn't get a record deal. He got offered something like £100,000 to do the adverts, and it, it paid for him to go and record a new album and release it himself. Well, why not? Money makes the world go round. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, hang on a second. Let me just see if I can um, oh. do this. Um, Jamie, are you there? Hi. Jamie, you're through to Alan and Lee. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. Uh, you're right, Lee. Oh, spiffing. So, Jamie, dear listener, is... Uh, and this is genuine, right? Jamie genuine. volunteered um, on Twitter for me to... You, you asked, have I, had I ever punched anyone? I said, sadly, no. And you offered me your face. I mean, that's generous, isn't it? Yeah. Very. And we're going to split the money 60-40. 50-50, yeah. That's changed. And we're going to have someone from St John's Ambulance or something stood by. And we're going to have, like... You mean air ambulance? It was an air ambulance. That was it. It was an air ambulance. Um, And um, we're... Now, you're not calling in, Jamie, to bottle out of this, are you? (laughs) No, just making sure that your uh, delicate little little knuckles are are up to the top. (laughs) Why why are you... Where's all this, sir? What's all this? Are, are you? What do they call it? Are you trash talking me now? Yeah, trash talking. So I've got to work you up for frenzy. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So this is all part of this is part of the the, the theatre of it, is it? Yeah, I think we should have a press conference. Every right. Time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What else do I say apart from right? Um, left. You I've got don't. Really bad taste in music. Ooh. Well, that's, there's no need to get personal, mate. That's controversial. Yeah, that's 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 mean spirited, Jamie. Actually, that's a little bit. Again, Jamie, are, you, are you doing it as part? Gonna... Oh. I was going to say, Jamie, if you're going to be controversial, leave it outside the phone call. Yeah, leave it outside the phone call, Jamie. Like oh, okay. like Alan says. What happens on there stays on there. If you're gonna, here's the motto of the show, right? If you're gonna be controversial, leave it outside the phone call. That's okay. nice. That's a nice little tagline. That we'll get the um, yeah. the voiceover guy to record that. Should have thought of that fifteen yeah. years ago or something. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, you, how many times do you reckon you've been punched in the face? Oh, fucking it. Um, 
believe, believe it or not, I'm quite a likeable guy, so I don't tend to get punched in the face a lot. But when I was younger, I used to fight a lot and I used to do a bit of boxing. So I just numerous times. Okay. And if you look at my Twitter picture, it really hasn't affected me. I'm still quite pretty, so... Okay, okay. Well, um, we're getting... Um, the legal team are going to draw up waivers and all kinds of things, just in case, you know, there's an, something goes wrong. And People are getting quite arsy about it on Twitter, saying it's outrageous, it's disgusting, it's um, beneath us, and all of that stuff. But you're, you're genuinely up for it, Jamie. I'm genuinely up for it. Beautiful. I don't think it's outrageous. Well, it's outrageous, but not... Bad. It could be worse, Jamie. We could be um, doing a cockfight together. Exactly, exactly. I never understood the um, attraction of that. Lee, Alan, thank you. Jamie, I'm looking forward to smashing your face with my fist. Um, looking at three venues on Friday, and hopefully um, one of those will be... Um, be suitable and um we'll do it one weekend in the run-up to christmas and you'll you'll all be invited if uh if you want to come along tony stay there you'll be next oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand this is talk radio late night ian lee on air and off the on talk radio we have ways of making you talk oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number tony Hello, how are you? I'm all right, thank you, Tony. What have you got for us? Well, first of all, I'm coming in blind. I've only been listening for about the last 10 or 15 minutes because my internet's down, so I managed to get you on my phone. Oh. Normally, I I listen, well, for the whole three hours. And, um, Unbelievable. Well, I know. In the first hour, we had a guest in. We had a guy called Mark Mason in who's written a brilliant book. Yes. I I I got the end of that, the importance of trivia. Is that... No, what no was it? that was his website. His new book is Male Obsession, and uh, okay. it's very, very good. It's very geeky, and it's it's a joy to read. Okay, was that the one you were mentioning? Postcodes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. The postcodes are in it. Yes. Okay, so it's not all trivial, is it? Well, give I tell you, what, give me the first two letters of your postcode. Ex. Ex. Yeah. Where are you? Exeter? No. Um, near Bude. <laughs> oh, OK. Right, hang on a minute. EX, right. So hang on a minute. Let's go to page six. We'll get a fact about that. Ooh. Here we go. E- OK, EX. The Jack Russell comes from Exeter, so it's we are stretching a bit, but it's in the EX postcode. No, it's up there, yeah. It's up nearby. there. It's, speaking of up there, the Jack Russell was bred with a predominantly white coat so that, unlike darker terriers... It could be easily distinguished from the fox during a hunt. Boom! Boom. You see? Yeah. That was... Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm glad you'll take it, Tony. I'm glad. Sorry, it's a bit boring, isn't it? It's, it's, it, it is one of the drier facts in the book. <laughs> yes, I'm going to give you that, actually. It's one of the drier facts. Um, so... I've been listening. Yes. And the, the the initial reason I was going to phone in has changed. Well, the initial reason I was going to phone in obviously still stands, but... Well, you can do both. You can do both reasons. Well, you mentioned John Lydon. Yeah. And I was sort of calm. I was a bit nervous while I was on the phone, and I got a bit calm listening <clears> to you. And then you mentioned John Lydon, and I got a bit nervous again. Oh, go on. Why? Well, just the thought of you interviewing him. What makes you nervous about it? 
well, he is a bit unpredictable. Yeah, I know. I, I, it's funny enough. Um, I, when I was trying to find out how to get in touch with John Lydon, I read lots of interviews he did with various um, things, and what comes over is um, he's very funny, he's very clever, and very witty mm. man. Um, and he, he's not. The image I have in my head of John Johnny Rotten or John Lydon is him snarling into the camera, snarling but that's out. Not the, that's not the man that comes across in the book, is no, it? No, 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 not at all. It's been, it's been a while since I've read the book, and but reading these interviews, he comes across as, um, he's very passionate, but he's also mm. very giving and very nice. I think he's lovely. And um, I've had a couple of people get in touch saying, oh, I've interviewed him. He's brilliant. You ask him a question, he'll talk for half an hour. Mm. Perfect. I, that's, I can, uh, that, those interviews are great because I haven't got to do anything and I can just sit and listen to someone who's lived a much more interesting life than me. So I'm nervous about it, um, but I'm, 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 I'm hopeful we'll get something um, special for the show. So when I read his book, I'll be honest with you, you know the, the Country Life butter advert? Yes. And I'm going to have to be very careful. I was quite disappointed behind the reasoning why he did it. Well, it was it was, was to raise money for it to re- so he could record an album, wasn't it? I know, but I was convinced before I read the book. Yeah. If you think about what he was advertising, butter. No. It was, it was butter. Oh. Do you know? Are you allowed to say the brand? Well, you said it, Country Life Butter. Yes. Oh, so do you, what? Because well, what? I, I was convinced that it was his sneaky, oh, come on. rebellious way of sort of legitimately saying a certain word. Oh, come on, come on. First of all, right, he I said... I really did think that. I really oh, did Tony. think that when he did it. I he, really do. Didn't he say that word on the live bit, on the C word we're talking about, of course. Didn't he say yeah. that word live on the live bit of um, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And he, he turned to camera and went, oh, I'm sorry, did I say a naughty word? Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think he did. And also, the Sex Pistols song, <clears throat> and I have to be careful, Pretty Vacant. You know, right. you listen to him in the chorus of that, he's not singing vacant. <laughs> he, he split that no, into two separate words. There's something different. To releasing an album and yep. it being listened to by your fans, yep. to walking along in welly boots yeah. on on ITV or wherever, yeah. saying how much you love country but, life butter. Yeah, but um, but but, but, but say, it was just an observation that at the time no, no, no. I thought, and then I read about why he did it. I was like, ah, oh. did oh, you lose? Did you lose a little bit of respect for him? No, not at all. No, 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 no. Because I think he's amazing, especially the early part of his life when you read about the um, the things he went through and that sort of thing. Oh, he he, uh, he had a gr- he had a grim childhood and growing mm. up it was thoroughly unpleasant. Mm. So because the the way he talks and the way he walks and that sort of thing is all down to disability. He had. Um, Oh God, I can't remember what he has. Isn't he got? Isn't his, his back? Is something wrong with his back? Isn't it? Mm. Isn't he got a hunch? His, his back is hunched or something. I can't think. Um, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe, mm. No, maybe we shouldn't. But but uh, we, no. we, you know, we'll see. But I, I, I'm I'm really hoping I can pull off the first ever uh, John Lydon interview where we don't mention the p word. But do you not think that possibly he might want to talk about that because possibly at the moment we're not to see again. Sorry, how many times? If, no, if that. he. It, 
if he brings but, it up, then yeah, we'll go with it. But because I, I think at the moment he might he might be feeling a little bit proud of being the start of punk. But imagine, mind- imagine he was in a punk band for what two years, right? Yeah, well, I, I didn't rate them to be honest with you. Well, they did one good album and a, and a couple of good singles, and that's it. But it was more the it was more the energy and the the the, the movement that the mm. Sex Pistols represented. But he was in a punk band for two years. Punk lasted for about eighteen months, two years, right? To to const- I mean, he's got to be what sixty now to constantly be asked questions about something you did mm. 35 no 40 years ago it's the 40th anniversary 1976 of course something you did 40 years ago every interview must have been so john tell me what was it like in the sex pistols when, mm. when you invented punk john what was sid vicious like he must have had every interview must have done that and wouldn't it be not and it, yeah listen if he brings it up Beautiful, we'll go there. I might bring it up. I'm still not completely, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I might have to bring it up. But um, I would just think, what what a relief to not Ooh. have to d- talk about your greatest hit again. <laughs> you could also ask him, by the way, is it true? Do you, do you know the reason why he quit the jungle? Um, wasn't it because wasn't it his, his wife was poorly or something? Oh, what what why what re- what reason did you hear? I thought it was because he 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 thought he was possibly going to win. Oh, so he left. Oh, that would have changed. Um, that if he'd have won that, who was he in there with? Because I didn't watch it. Was he? He wasn't in there. I with... um, Katie Price, I think. Because I just remember and him. Peter Andre. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Wouldn't wouldn't the the world in in a in an alternative universe, John? She's gone. In an alternative universe, John Lydon won. I'm a celebrity, and we he's now Sir John Lydon. You know that, don't you? Um, Jonathan, stay there. I'll come to you in a bit. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Lots of people today on Twitter who don't know me and don't listen to the show were telling me how to do the show. Did you see this? Telling me how to do my show. A show which, A, I think I'm doing all right with. Um, and B, they don't even listen to. So how would they know what isn't being done and what is being done? Um, and I engaged in conversation with one of them, partly because I was interested to see. I knew I knew that they would um, start telling me what to do, and I was interested to see how quickly it would be before they started telling me what to do, and it, they, it was quick. Um, and the reason was... Outside of the phone call, <laughs> some of my call, you, you dear listeners, as you callers, you have lives outside of the phone calls to this. And, 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 and when you phone this radio show, it's like a five minute little window into your life. And then you go off and you spend the other 23 hours and 55, 55 minutes of the day living your life. And then maybe next day we'll get another five minute glimpse into your life. And that's it. You go off and you do your lives. And what you do outside of these phone calls is, um, is a very little concern to me. 
I may change that opinion at a later date, but at the moment it's a very little concern to me. Um, and some people were very angry that I allow. Uh, let's be let's be generous and say certain callers to ring my show when in the other 23 hours and 55 minutes of their day they're doing stuff that's uh, unpleasant or obnoxious or threatening or or, or or whatever um and that's kind of nothing to do with the five minutes when they call my show does that make sense Catherine and I will decide who comes on the show and who doesn't come on the show. And, you know, that li- those lists may change and swap over and all kinds of things. But um, uh, what people get up to outside of this this show when they phone in, it's not really of any concern of mine. Um, so with that in mind, I say, hello, Jonathan. Hello, Ian. What kind of cake? chocolate there we go there's my boy at a boy jonathan at a boy how's your day been boss uh oh no my next door neighbors just started singing oh what now God. now yeah at a quarter to 12 yeah what what kind of music are they singing opera no just a they're just drunk. Oh, you, you, unbelievable. What do you do in the day, Jonathan? Because the last few days, I have found myself with a lot of time to kill in the day. And um, it's quite hard to fill time, isn't it, when there's nothing to do? Oh, and I wondered how you filled that some, time. There's always something to do. Well, the, the the problem I find is that there's not enough hours in the day. Oh, really? So you have too much stuff to do? Yeah, and very little patience. No, we know we know you're um, you're lacking in patience. Um, so, what did you do today? Uh, I had to go somewhere. Uh, just uh, spent most of my time. Uh, uh, doing other uh, unimportant things. With the po- were you with the police? No. No. There, no. No. Okay. Mental health authorities? No. <laughs> Council? Uh, no. N- n- nothing important. Well, I, this is haha. This is the thing. I suspect that what you consider to be important. And what others consider to be important are two wildly different things. Well, I'm not really concerned about what other people. No, think. I know you. Yeah. I, I know. I know you're not. And that wasn't in any way um, an implication that you should be concerned about what other people think. I'm just saying that your definition of um, important is probably completely different from a, a lot of other people's definition of important. Well, uh, well uh, I, I couldn't care less what the other people think. I think we, uh, if we spend too much time thinking about what other people... I'm not asking... We'll isn't, never have time for ourselves. Isn't that interesting? I'm not asking you to think about what other people think. I'm just, just putting forward the the, the um, theory that your day, which you, you um, I'm paraphrasing, you describe as trivial and unimportant, 
the people that you were interacting with might have considered the activity activity that you engaged in to be quite important. Oh, they must have very boring lives then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe they do. Some people do have boring lives. Yeah. What I did they do? Hang about... on a minute. What did they do? What did they do in like um the 1800s? Right, when there wasn't telly and you didn't have Twitter and um most people couldn't read. What would you do in the day? You, and... I, I tell you I tell you what you'd do in the day. You'd either work on the land, yeah. uh, bringing in the harvest, work in the factories because it was better than working on the land, yeah. or you would go around the world for queen and country. Oh, God, he started singing again. <laughs> um, but they must have had some, like, like weekends. They must have had weekends. Uh, what would you do? You'd wake up and then... Well, I didn't really want to call about the 1800s. I wanted to call about something you mentioned last night. OK. I've just, I just, you know, we've just started talking about the 1800s. We can still talk about... I'd like to talk about uh, 1860, the... The year without a summer sometime, but uh, okay, not, not tonight. Not tonight. We'll, we'll save that one on the back burner. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to talk about uh, National Treasure and Threads. Okay. <laughs> right. You were asking what the, the, the point of National Treasure was last night. Oh, God. Well, well it's pretty clear what it, what it was. It, there's no uh, real hidden meaning. There's no plan for a second series. All it was was just a giant middle finger to the five people who were watching it to say, of course we, uh, we're paedophiles and there's nothing you can do about it, little people. Uh, <laughs> do, do, do as you're told. <laughs> so I got a minute. This is, an this is an interesting theory. So you think National Treasure was a, the Robbie Coltrane television series was a way of the um, the paedophiles who what control the media and uh, and and the government right so the, and the, the banks okay. and the social services so the paedophiles that run that run society m made a television series that was basically telling people that aren't paedophiles tough luck deal with it get on with your lives yeah a giant middle finger. I wonder where they inserted it. That's the the thing. <laughs> um, why would they be so? Why would they be so blatant? Because they think we're stupid. Because we're little people and we can't do anything about it. Did you watch any of National Treasure? No, I don't watch the right. TV. It's full he, of rubbish. He wasn't a pedo in it. Well, you said he was. He, you, he, no. He, no. Oh, are you meaning a rapist? Oh, I can't tell the difference these days. Well, it all blurs into one. It's quite a significant... In a Venn diagram, they can both be in the same circle, but a paedophile will be someone who has sex um, or, or is sexually aroused by someone under the age of consent. Uh, and he wasn't. He was having sex, um, a, a, a forced sex, um with women over the age of consent young women over the age of consent so well, it, well whatever the quibbling it was still a giant middle finger okay to to okay wow god that's a real um that's a real slap in the face to not only make us sit through four hours of quite tedious drama the the moral of it is um that we have to obey our rapist overlords
Yeah. Wow. Which brings me to Fred's. Is that uh, ma- was that made by rapists and paedophiles? No, it wasn't. No, it's just that I... Uh, which uh, programmes... Hang on a minute, let me get a pen. Now, which programmes were made by rapists and paedophiles and which ones weren't? So I can draw a list. Uh, well, anything with Jimmy Savile's got to be dodgy. <laughs> yeah, well, OK. Let's, let's take Jimmy Savile off. Um... Oh, let, let, maybe it's probably safer not to draw up that list because who knows what's going to come out of your prisoner's <laughs> mouth. Right, yeah, so but, but Fred, Fred, I don't want to uh, ask because he'll just libel someone. Um, threads, yes, Jonathan. Well, I, I've, I've been following the news the last few days and it seems as if we are heading towards Threads because we've now got uh, Hillary Clinton in America and Tory backbenchers in this country calling for a no-fly zone in Syria. And there's already lots of American anti-aircraft uh, artillery yeah. uh, in Syria. And it only takes one of those uh, artillery shells to shoot down a Russian plane. Yes. And next thing you know, we're on the road to nuclear war. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened in France, if I remember. A Soviet uh, plane uh, was shot down yeah, well. in the Middle East. Yeah. And it all ended up in nuclear war. He's absolutely right. And uh, I was discussing this with my friend uh, Dorian yesterday, yes. uh, and and he uh, he said uh, the, uh, the only thing worse than dying in a nuclear war is surviving, is a, surviving nuclear war. a nuclear war. Yeah. And if if there ever was a nuclear war, he'd jump off the nearest bridge and kill himself. Uh, I was going to ask you if there was a nuclear bomb that that landed, well, I don't know, thirty miles away from you, um, would you kill yourself or would you try and survive? That's a, that's a great que- a serious question. I... Oh, that is, that, uh, that is uh, I mean, my instinct at the moment is you, you try and eat out an existence, but the thing is, it'd be living torture and the radiation and the lack of uh, uh, clean water, food. Well, the uh, thing is, it will be... You'd it, end up... It will be cold. dead anyway. You would. It will be cold because the, um, the, the there'd be no sun. There'd be no sunlight. The sunlight gets blocked. And then when it is sunlight, it'll be... Uh, Burn your skin. Uh, uh, yeah, and blind you. Yeah. Like like roof. The, the, it would be like snow falling down, but that's just like the, the um, dust from the from the bomb falling down like snow. It's all toxic. It's all radiation. Couldn't drink the water. Um, you would have sex gangs roaming the street. There'd be violence. There'd be anarchy. Um, I would have a... I, I, I think I'd have a go at survival, though. Well, so would I, but uh, I, I wish we wouldn't get to that situation. Oh, God, can I, just, for, can I just stress, if anyone was there, I was not in any way saying that. It, it, I don't want to imply that I'm looking forward to a nuclear war. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm not. I really like Jonathan. No, he, no, no it's, and these politicians uh, in Britain and America that yeah. are calling for a no-fly, they are... I, I I cannot believe that we are led by such mad people. Yeah, well, they're all. Uh... I mean, if 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 it were me, I would say, uh, someone proposed that to me, and I was PM. I'd go, "Are you crazy?" What would you say? Yeah, I, I'd sack them. What would you I, say? I'd sack. I, right, I'm going to propose it to you, uh, Prime Minister. I think we should have a no-fly zone over Syria. Are you mad? 
that that's good. If a Russian plane gets shot down, it'll lead to a nuclear war. Prime Minister, and I'm not going to preside over the the, the nuclear. Prime Minister, Prime Minister, just think about it. If we have a no-fly zone, it means we can get aid into the families that need aid. And if we have a fly zone, those families will be dead from a nuclear holocaust anyway. You make an excellent point, Prime Minister. I apologise. That was a nice bit of role-play there, John. What was that? That was a good sigh there. Sigh of release and relief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd be a good actor. Seriously. Oh, some people think I already act. No, I think you genuinely... I think you've got a real... Um, that was a really convincing Prime Minister there. You did that wonderfully. Uh, no one ever vote for me. I was, I was. Oh no, I'm not saying you should. Not saying you should be a royal prime minister. I'm saying you should be an actor playing a prime minister. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh God, no, no. no. Uh, I I was discussing something like this with another friend of mine earlier. They were saying you should stand for the council. I spent about five uh, five minutes giving a reason why one I'd never win, and two. I'd be marginalised. No one would listen to me anyway yeah, because no one would want to vote uh, for a fascist. I, I'm I'm not one of these pork barrel types. I'd be wanting to cut services and give people their money back, and uh, that, that would upset a lot of uh, politicians who uh, uh, make their living off of the uh, public. And when when they said, well, my friend said, well, you do you have a nice living, you earn a nice bit of money. I said, it's not a job. It's it's a calling. You don't you go into okay. politics to to make money for yourself. If you do, you know better than the people running the country already. Okay, doc. Uh, something happened there. Are you mad? I'm not sure what, but something happened there. Thank you for that, Jonathan. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, speak to Nigel. Evening, Nigel. Hi, pal. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What have you got for us, boss? Uh, well, I'll be brief, because you, you've got the top news at the top of the hour. Well, you can straddle the news if you want, and you can come back after the news. Would you rather do that? Yeah, I'll hold them, and then you can do your news, because obviously you've got the news coming We've up. We've got to do I tell you what, what give it, because some people will be switching off now. They'll be going, Oh, it's late. It's midnight. I'm going to switch off now. Um, give a, give a, t- tease them, Nigel. Tease them as to why they shouldn't All switch right. off. Uh, why they shouldn't switch off? Because yeah. it's a good, you, it's a good show no, that you do. What? It's different from no? obviously other uh, talk shows. What? But what are you going to provide when we come ah, back? What am I going to provide? Yeah. Well, I was just going to talk to you. We spoke the other week about broadcasting. Yes, if you remember, and I've got to say. Thanks for the, uh, you liked a post I put on Facebook pr- about an hour after uh, we spoke, and i, I got to say thanks for that. So we're going to discuss, Nigel, stay there, we're going to discuss me liking Facebook posts. Um, and um, other bits and pieces with Nigel. You can call in as well, dear listener. Nigel, you stay there, we'll come to you after the break. 0844. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You're listening to Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 
Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end when new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Yes, Nigel? Hello there. I don't You're remember right liking a Facebook post. I, if uh, I, well, somebody if, did. Well, if I did... It, well, I come on it. <laughs> if I did, if I did, I would have liked it, but I don't remember what it was I liked. All right, OK. Uh, another point... I, I liked it, and that's the way <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, another point, I sent you an email. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, Struth, you did, you did, you did, you did. Um, oh. Did you listen to the thing, uh, the demo I sent over? No. You didn't. No, I'll tell you why. Now, this is make me sound cold and callous, and you did send me an email. <laughs> uh, and I've been sent quite a lot of emails recently, and I've just not had, I've just not been able to sit down and, and pa- give them the attention that um, it needs. How long is your demo? Uh, three minutes. Oh, all right. Do you want to play it now? I haven't got it on the system. Well, I'm, I'm not in I, the studio. Well, no, I've, I've, I've got my system here. All right, yeah, if you want to play it on air now, are that'd be now, great. Are you sure you want to play it on air? Yes, definitely. All right, it's 2 minutes 41. Here we go. Are you sh- are you sure you're sure you want to play it on air? Because by playing it on air, I and I genuinely haven't heard this right, you are opening yourself up to the great unwashed. The British public 
will be able to comment on it. That's Are fine. you okay with that? I'm good with that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We are about to hear Nigel's um, taster tape. Um, it goes a little something like this. Nigel James presented demo. Darling, yourself tonight a great song. Can't fight the moonlight, Leanne. Hang on a minute. Who's that? Who's what? Who was that talking? Oh, at the beginning? No, in the DJ voice. That's me. That is... N- that is, is. N- no. That's no. That's no. Yes, is. No. Yes, no. Yes, no. Yes, no. No. Honestly, it is. That is not your voice. Did you hear that's that? Me. No. Honestly, that's me. No. That is me. No. Honestly. That is me. No. That is no. Me, I'll tell you what. I'll get you. I've been on your show. You come on mine, and I'll talk to you on air. I'm like, busy then. Hang on a second. Let's carry on. I'm Nigel James with you. Identify Radio. Here we are. Three hours of. That's not you. It is. Honestly. No. Yeah, it is. Do that voice now, then. Nigel James, radio presenter, uh, Identify Radio, right oh, yeah, through yeah, till yeah. late tonight. Yeah, no, it is. I've heard All right, let's carry on. Great romantic love songs, mm. right through till midnight to wind down your Thursday night oh. on the Love Sessions. Good to have you on board. Hey, Love Sessions? That's one of the shows I do. Whoa. I want a love session. <laughs> <laughs> Let's carry on. Let's continue more great music. This is Pink, and just give me a reason. Are you... Now, here's the impression. Isn't it funny, the images? This, and I'm enjoying this, Nigel. Thank you for being a good sport. 0844-499-1000, if you want to um, give Nigel some, some, some constructive feedback. Um, it's funny, isn't it? When we listen to the radio, uh, we kind of make up pictures in our head, or I do. So I make up pictures. In our, and I make up, and I'm probably completely, completely wrong... But listening to that, was it called the, the Love Session? Yeah, the show's called the Love Session. Winding down on a Thursday with the Love Session. I'm making, I'm making up in my head that you're in a very dark studio. You've got one light just shining directly above the microphone down onto you, and you're leaning into the light, and you're just sat there in your pants. No. <laughs> no, I've got a producer. <laughs> so everything was right apart from the fact there was another person there? Yeah, there's a All producer. Right. On okay, the let her go. Ed Sheeran's mate, Passenger, and let it go. First of I love sessions. Nigel James, Identify Radio, right through till midnight. Hey, love to hear from you and your song choices. If you want me to play a special song tonight, then all you need to do is message me. You can do that on Facebook, Nigel James Radio Presenter, or Identify Radio. It's the easiest way to get hold of us. Right, let's continue. Going to play that one especially for Vicky in Lincoln tonight. Vicky! Classic song from the 80s from Paul Young right now. Vicky. Now, you hear the name Vicky. <laughs> you hear the name Vicky, and you can't help but think, um, um, sticky... No, oh, God, no, don't, don't mean that. <laughs> you can't help but think something, um, rude. And Cassius reminded me her sister's called Vicky. <laughs> Uh, but you, you, Vicky, Vicky's a mucky, it's a mucky name, isn't it? And she's listening to the, now was Vicky, was Vicky a real person or did you just make it up? No, she was a real person, yeah, one was, of my listeners. She was listening to the love sessions mm-hmm. with Nigel James. Yeah. 
Whoa, I bet she was um, enjoying listening to it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Regular listener. Yeah, regular. All right. I love that song. Down your benefit. And if you're not alone, get a song. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Nigel. You said you mm. love that song and it's by Daniel Beddingfield? Are you insane? <laughs> no one loves a song by Daniel Beddingfield <laughs> apart from his mum. <laughs> and even then she prefers Natasha Beddingfield. <laughs> you can't love Nigel, uh, Daniel Beddingfield. Good track. Hi to Kim and Susie. It's all ladies listening, isn't it? Vicky, Kim, Susie. Whoa. Is it? Is it? Where do you broadcast this? Lancashire. Uh, I actually no. I actually broadcast uh, from the the studios. Well, I do it from my home studio in Lancashire. Yeah. And do you get a lot of lesbians listening? No, get lots of couples and uh, Uh, single people. And and are they making love to your show? I know one couple that actually do, believe it or not. <laughs> He's actually one of my listeners, and he actually says that his love life has gone up uh, three times mm-hmm. as much since uh, he started tuning in to my show. Are you mad? Nigel James. Oh. Presenter demo. What's going on? I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Something opened, and I didn't want it to open. Hang on a second. Oh, I see what's happened. That's open there for some reason. All right. We'll we'll carry on. 0844 499 1000 if you want to give Nigel James some feedback. I'm enjoying this, Nigel. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, met down at Leathern Festival last weekend on the text tonight. And uh, they absolutely loved the festival and we had such a great time. Uh, and if you tune into the Highlight Show on Identify Radio, or even if you didn't, uh, you can always go to my Facebook page, Nigel James Radio Presenter. You've mentioned that already. And because it's only a two minute 41 demo, here's a little bit of advice. You don't need to mention the Facebook page again. No, it was just kind of the way it got. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. What that says to me, though, if I'm listening to that, because I'm not listening mm. to the radio show, I'm listening to the best bits, right? Yeah. What that says to me, that you're mentioning the Facebook page again, so I think, oh, this is only two minutes, 41 seconds long, and he's got that bit in again. Maybe he doesn't do anything else. Pass. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm being a big yeah. radio executive now. Let's carry on. And there's a listen again there link, so you can listen again. Don't need and this, I'm don't sure need Identify Radio are going to put that show onto the Facebook page, so you can listen again very shortly, aren't you, Vicky? So Vicky. Uh, if you want to mention on this show tonight, Vicky. then all you need to do is get in contact, Nigel James Radio Presenter, or you can do it via... Do it! Uh, the studio as well, and a Gmail account and email. G spot mail. There's a cross, and this is the way. Contact us now. Email studio at identify. Don't need this. This is irrelevant to you, Nigel. And I'm being yeah, given okay. proper advice now for a demo reel. Don't need this. This bit's irrelevant. Video.com. I want to hear you, Nigel. That's a great way to get hold of us. Uh, so, especially for the girls who are met in Lytham last week, and they said, hey, can you get a, a little bit of Tina Turner on the show tonight? So I'll do this one. A little bit of Tina Turner? Mm. Little bit of Tina Turner. There's a lot of T's in that sentence. Yeah, I didn't hear one of them. A little bit of Tina Turner. <laughs> a great track as well. We don't need another hero for a Mad Max to move in. Identify Radio Love Sessions till midnight. To hear more from Nigel James, contact him today. 
there you go. That's the demo. Right. Now, how honest... How honest... Kathy's worried that she might be pregnant after listening to that. It's possible. <laughs> I think I might be as well. <laughs> how honest do you want me to be? Really honest. Honest. Yeah? Yeah, as a professional broadcaster, definitely. Okay, right. As a demo reel, it sucks. I'll tell you why. Um, there's, 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 it's you saying the same stuff over and over again. It's you saying go to the Facebook page. I, what I want to hear, if I'm listening to a demo reel, is I want to hear, um, I want to hear you. I want to hear your personality and you saying go to the Facebook page and this one's for, um, Sticky Vicky. That's mm. not, it's not re- I'm not hearing you. You know, anyone could do that. So if I was going to give you a job, I'd want to hear more of you. Being yourself. Program control has actually said that to you, mate. Okay. Well, oh, so, ah, ah, so I know, I know my stuff. Right. Okay. Fine. Um, who are your radio heroes? Oh God, we we talked about this last time. Noel Edmonds. Yep. But I don't know about after what he's doing at the moment with his new radio. Don't station worry about that. Don't on. worry about that. People that you 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 um you listened to, you listened to on the radio. Uh. A presenter called Sally Moon. She used to be on Sally Minge. Sally Moon. Oh, I thought he said Sally Moon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that's what he said? Um, okay. No. Uh, she was. She used to be on a commercial station about fifteen years ago. Now, now she does stuff on the Beeb. Um, Blackburn. Uh, Cumbria. No, I'm t- I mean, Tony Blackburn, you prune. Oh, Tony Blackburn, yeah, yeah, Blackburn, uh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant, but Tony Blackburn is the master, right? But there's already one Tony Blackburn, and he does yeah. it the best. I love Tony Blackburn, he's a mate of mine, and I think he's he's, he's brilliant. He, he, he did that thing of being an innovator, then he became a joke, and then he came, came out the other side, and now he's a legend. Um, it, you sound, to me, a bit too Tony Blackburn. And uh, what I mean there is I don't feel, Nigel, mm. that I'm hearing you. I feel that I'm hearing you. And I'll tell you what we'll do. Kath and, uh, Kath and Ed, you, we'll, we'll do a break in a minute. Come in. Ed, you open your mic. Kath, you come in here because they're like in, in radio production and stuff. So they're nice stuff. they'll be able to chip in with, with their thoughts, right? I don't feel listening to that that I'm listening to you. I feel like I'm listening to you do an impression of Sally Minge, Noel Edmonds and Tony Blackburn. I don't feel that I am hearing, and I could be completely wrong, I don't feel that I'm hearing your own style. Um, also, it's, it's, it, I don't really listen to music radio, and I'm an old man, so I don't, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know what radio, music radio sounds like t- today. I imagine that that is perhaps would be considered a little bit 80s, but then there is a big market for nostalgia radio and 80s stations and things like that, so that's not necessarily... Um, a bad thing. Would I hire you, Nigel? No, I wouldn't. Being completely, completely blunt, and you've asked me to be honest, and there's no point in yeah. me lying to you. Fine. Um, let's, uh, Ed, tell you what, let's hear Ed's, then we're going to have a quick break, and then Catherine will come in and with, with her too. But if you're okay doing this, Nigel, if you, yeah, if, if you yeah, would cool. rather not, then we don't have to, because I don't want to embarrass you on the, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to upset no, you. No, no, I want feedback. Brilliant. I, I that's, you've already you've already doing well then with that answer, Ed. What do you reckon? I, I Be think, honest. I think the big thing for me, and I, it's reiterating Ian's point here a little bit. This, I I don't get any personality out of that. Yep. It's just it's just that was a song, and here's a song. You know, if you if you with a show reel, you need to you're selling yourself. Are you doing an impression of Nigel? No. 
You sat... Oh, it's because you're bunged up with a cold, isn't oh, yeah, it? Oh, yeah, cold, has yeah. got a terrible cold. <laughs> God, carry on. Sorry, Ed. Um, you know, you're not selling yourself in that. You're, you're selling what, to be honest, a computer could do by playing an X song. You need to put more of yourself into it. You know, share an anecdote. You know, share something of you with your audience and with your people that are listening to the show reel. Um, you know, would I hire you? Probably... If you gave me a second show, show reel, excuse me, with a bit more personality, I might consider it. But based on that, I would have given given up after thirty seconds and deleted. Go on, let's, we'll be late. We'll be late. Thank you. We'll, we'll be late for the break, Cass. Go on. You, what would you say? I think the really. Ta- and Cass, I, I've left Cass till last because she's she's the Simon Cow. In as much <laughs> as her trousers are up round her boobs, and also she's miserable. I'm not wearing any trousers. Um, <laughs> Nigel, I think the really telling thing was in the first sort of 30 seconds of your conversation with Ian, he didn't believe that was your voice. Because it's not your voice. Your voice is good enough. And that's the main thing you need to believe. You, your voice is good enough and you being yourself is good enough. So, like, that bit where you mentioned that you met some girls who wanted a bit of Tina Turner, I wanted to know the scenario in which you met the girls, you know, and what you were doing in Lytham and stuff like that. Just explore that a little bit. Unless you're under pressure at that particular radio station to go yeah. from, from... There are some places where personality is frowned upon and you go yeah. from track to track and you get 16 seconds to do the thing and maybe that's the setup there. Don't but otherwise, that. I want to hear you, you know, and um, just, yeah. just believe in yourself a bit. You don't have to try and be Nigel the presenter. And I'm saying this as someone who did it... I did it myself. I was a, a presenter on local radio for a long time and I started very young and I listened back to my early things and I was flipping awful. But you know what? You learn all the time and you... It's about confidence and it's about believing that actually what you're saying is good enough. But... It's not... You know, and you sound not, like a nice fella. Yeah, That's exactly. the main thing. You come across as a nice bloke. Um, I, I could imagine, you know, if I was trying to um, get it on with a, um, a hot mama on a Thursday night, I'd listen... I, you know, I could I could listen to that in the background. You know, it, it's not terrible. Not my cup of tea, but um, very, very little is these days. This is the main tip I would say to you, Nigel. You're good enough. Relax. Relax. And let's have a bit more Nigel and a bit less all those other influences. All right, then. Well... I'm going back into studio to cut a new demo next month. Yeah. So can I send you the new demo? And yeah. You can send it. When you're in you there, imagine you're talking to us. Okay, cool. Thank you, Nigel. You're a good sport for that, and I hope we've not left you too battered. No, no, no. No, it's good to get feedback, and you said exactly what a pro- another programme controller said to me. Yeah. And they said, basically, very smooth, but there's not enough of you in the show that's going to be what i want to see yeah okay where do we send the invoice for our time because that's about 1500 quid worth of consultancy <laughs> you've had from three um professionals that's just my fee <laughs> <laughs> nigel you're a good sport mate thank you very much dennis i'll come to you in a second oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. this is talk radio unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation make contact with ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh dear, really tired. <clears throat> but onwards and upwards. We're then. here to serve, Ian. We are we don't here know about your to serve, as a wise man once said. We are here to serve. Yeah. Dennis. Good evening, Ian. I don't. I like your opening music, by the way. That was great. Right. <laughs> Thank you. What? As of yesterday. When I thought I was going to be impotent yes. tonight, yes, I'm still I'm still potent, but unfortunately, making love is like playing snooker with a rope. However, the quack I got onto him this morning, he didn't know why the hell he was going to ring me. Oh, 
he'd lost lost all contact with the, with the nurse. Right. So it turns out everything is all right. So are you? Hang on a minute. God, are you dying or not? No. Oh, well, I mean, we're all dying, aren't we? And Dennis quicker than most, but it seems nothing can touch this man. You Apart die. from the nurses. Yes. I from the day you're born. Yes. Yeah. So you worried you might have ball cancer? No. And you haven't. No, I haven't. No. So, you, so the doctor phoned you up and he said, "I don't know why I'm phoning you." Yes. <laughs> the nurse had put. She read all the all the oh, uh, uh, results. The only thing she didn't touch on was prostate cancer. Yes. Well, that's why she's old enough. Yeah. She said, "I've asked the doctor to ring you between eight and twelve today." Anyway, I was up very early, so I rang them by eight o'clock. And said, "Look, don't don't hang around. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to get in the shower, and then you bloody well ring me." Yes. So he he said, "Well, I don't know why I'm ringing in the first place." Oh. Well, that's bloody good. I've been sweating all night. Yeah. And now he doesn't know what he's on about. But anyway, he said no. Oh well, that's that's good news. But it means I'm probably another tenner down, which is unfortunate. Well, he said, "Well, if you like to come in," he said, "I'll take you again." I said, "Listen, I'm not in the pickle finger of fate anymore." Okay, okay. We keep imagining that going up here. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksy. Well, the Dennis, that's brilliant news, mate. Well done. Anyway, as I say, I like your opening music. It's a great show you've got here. Yeah, and you're, you're a silly old sausage, but we love you. Take. Oh, I know, I know, but that's right, isn't it, eh? Take care, Den. All the same. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. He um, started telling me all those stories on the phone earlier on, and I called him and said, Oh, Grand, I don't want... Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to hear his information. So, as always... Mm. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We call you back. As always, um, quite often you'll see a headline on on particularly online now clickbait. Yeah, where the headline you go, oh that's ridiculous. Then when you get the story, you go, oh no, yeah, fair play, that makes sense. And the headline the other day that my friend tweeted, it was a glum face. It was um, Glenn sent me a glum face picture. Mm-hmm. They're here. Um. Old couple upset after being on coach too long during a coach trip. Right. And you kind of think, oh, that's stupid. And then you read the story. Actually, it makes sense, but it sounds awful. Go on. Highlands holiday turned into coach trip from hell. Oh, dear. Couple forced to spend 60 hours in bus on 700 quid trip to Scotland. 700 quid? On the coach. God, the plane for half that. Well, that coach is full... And obviously, it, it, it's it's five days from Sutton Coalfield up to Skye. So there's ferries and things. Um, and I would imagine hotels. But petrol, it's going to work. If the coach is full, that's going to work out about f- five quid a person. Petrol, isn't it? And a coach. All them people. Let's read more. So I'm a bit sniffling. I bet not be getting his card. Their trip promised the chance to explore the Highlands. Have you been to the Highlands? I don't know. I went to that. Uh, I went to Edinburgh. That's not the Highlands. No, and then I went to that. Uh, some. I, I went to Tobermory. Is that the Highlands? I don't know. I don't think so. I'd you like, have to go further up. Yeah, no. I'd like to. But the thing is, you couldn't do it like uh, uh, after the show on a Friday. No. Drive up to the Highlands because it's like a ten-hour drive. You have to go on the coach. It costs seven hundred quid. Well, but I'd like to go up and do it. I'd like to do it now. What? When it's not now, but in, in October, November, when it's wet and drizzly, mm-hmm. I'd like to do that. That's when I'd like to see it. 
Yeah. Grey. I like grey. People go, oh, weather's... Me-. I love it when it's grey and damp. That, to me, is, is perfect, perfect weather. Well, that's uh, my childhood trips to the Lake District. In fact, yeah. one fairly recent trip to the Lake District was like that. It was proper, like, autumnal weather. Beautiful. Damp. You had your cagoule on the whole time. Yeah. You were so wet through. The waterproofing failed. Your boots were sodden. It was brilliant. And you get to your B&B or your hotel and you strip off. You have a hot bath you uh-huh. jo- you, you, and you sit in your pants watching telly. Boom. But, uh, that, to me, is the perfect i also had a cheese board where in the lake district yeah oh, don't tell me about that it's irrelevant to this conversation no but i mean you say you strip off to your pants put the telly on get, get the cheese get, out get, well <laughs> don't be childish we all know what kind of cheese i'm talking about <laughs> Is it in your shoulder? I don't know. I've never had one, okay. and nor have you. Okay. The hypochondria is certainly fatal, though. <clears throat> but grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Struth. Oh. I had to go back to the chop for extra sh- chutney. Oh, for Christ! <laughs> chutney. Lovely. Oh, God. Cheese and chutney. I tell you what, let's, <laughs> let's take a break, shall we? Let's be sensible. Digs. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Their trip promised the chance to explore the Highlands' breathtaking variety of landscapes. But grandparents Derek and Julia Limbert rarely made it off the coach on their £699 Scottish tour, spending more than 10 hours a day (laughs) on board. Tour firm Diamond Holidays claimed they would visit Oban, Mull... Oh, well, I've been to the Highlands then. I've been there. Iona and Skye. But on arriving arriving at their destinations, they had either missed ferries... Or were forced to turn back as it was too late to see anything. <laughs> Never forget when um, one holiday in, on, in, in Zakynthos and my wife's aunt, who's Greek, who's 70, very energetic, still is, very energetic though. And she doesn't speak English, but she said to us, I'm going to take you to the other side of the island. It's about an hour and a half drive, but it is not only the most beautiful sunset on the island, it's probably one of the most beautiful sunsets in the world. Right. They were like, yeah, sure. Well, it was before we had the kids, an hour and a half drive, and was, there was like a restaurant and a bar there. Mm-hmm. So we drove there, right? And we got there about five o'clock in the afternoon. Sunset would have been about nine, right? And we got there, and we, she took us to where it was, the place that we could see it, and she went, she walked off. She said something. She walked off. And I said, where's she gone? Well, I said, oh, she's gone to wait for us in the car. What? I said, right, but sunset's not like for like another four hours. She goes, oh, yeah, we're not sticking for the sunset. We, 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 we've just come. She wants to go back because she's got a friend coming around or something. And that was it. And she wouldn't let us see the stay. I said, and I got quite annoyed. I was thinking, but wait a minute. It's, it's going to be three hours in the car. To take you somewhere where 
another time you might see a good yeah. sunset. Just, you're just looking out at the sea. The sun up. Sun up! <laughs> Did she not take you to that? Because I've been to that island. Uh, you can go to this monastery where they've got a saint and you can um, put your kid's head through this coffin and kiss his curly toes. I've seen, yeah, I've seen the same. Horrible, isn't it? My, I got, in fact, my um, son had to write something about what he did in the summer holidays today. Did they put today. his head in there? No, he didn't, but he saw the saint. The saint gets carried around the town. And uh, he wrote in his thing, um, I went on holiday to Greece. I saw a dead saint. It was good. <laughs> he also wrote in another uh, essay about his own. It was St. Nicholas, wasn't it? Something like that. We, I went on holiday to Greece. It was good. I vomited. I had fun. <laughs> Sign of did. a good time. He did. He vomited. He had a stomach bug for a couple of days. I vomited. I had a good time. <laughs> Posh kid, though. Didn't say puked. No. But on arriving... Oh, when the couple... Co- oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, by the way, dear listener. Although I suspect there's no one listening. When the couple complained, the travel company offered just £20 each in vouchers. Mr Limbert, 74, said it, it was a disaster from start to finish. We barely got to see the outside of the coach. I would have seen more of the Scottish Islands if I'd stayed at home and looked them up on internet. <laughs> you silly sausage. The Limberts were collected from their home in Sutton Coalfield, West Midlands. That's near Birmingham, isn't it? Mm-hmm. On July the 15th, bound for Sir Stirling, Central Scotland. The journey should take five hours by car. But they had not reckoned on the coach making detours. <laughs> oh, oh! To pick up holidaymakers in Staffordshire, Doncaster, Huddersfield, Durham, and Newcastle, plus a two-hour stop in Gretna to change coaches, meaning they spent more than 15 hours travelling. Mr Limbert said it was chaos. The itinerary did not show this, nor that the time of travel to our overnight stop would be over 15 hours. Finally arriving at 9pm, they had a quick sleep before setting off for Oban early the next day. But a two-hour drive took almost 10 on a bloody coach. Oh, God, I hate coach tra- travel. I can do it. I used to, when I used to go up to Edinburgh, I, I'd get the coach up because you could... And when I used to come visit my friend Simon in Glastonbury, get the coach. Baker's Dolphin was the company because it was like eight quid or something. Return. Um, it took nine and a half hours, said Mr Limbert. We arrived just in time to get a wash before rushing down to our evening meal. If that wasn't bad enough, on the third day, we were supposed to make an early start for a full-day tour around the Isle of Mull, where we would visit the picturesque capital of Tobermory. Yeah, and boring Island. anyway, he's not missed anything. The early start was 11.45. Oh. So late that on our arrival to Mull, our driver told us we would not have time to visit Tobermory. Oh. The holiday went from bad to worse when a misunderstanding of ferry times meant the coach party missed their visit to the Isle of Iona. On the fourth day, they made it to the Isle of Skye, but only after a ten-hour drive that should have taken half as long. They had time only for fish and chips in a cafe. The the final day (laughs) involves... You you could get a week abroad for that. Should have gone to Magaluf. Or you could rent... Surely you could rent, like, a nice little cottage up by the one of the locks. Go on the plane... And hire a car. The final day involved a gruelling journey home that took 16 and a half hours as the coach dropped other tourists at their homes across the north of England. Mrs Limbert branded the trip an ill-thought-out mystery tour. 
Diamond Holidays, based in Market Harbour, said in a letter to the couple that each trip was carefully planned to ensure arrangements run as efficiently as possible. Remember when um, we were at the other place and we had a coach company on and they'd left a disabled elderly woman who was and in kids. charge of three kids, mm-hmm. I think. They left them behind because she was, was it seven minutes or 11 minutes late mm. for the coach pickup time? And she. But hadn't one of the kids run ahead and said the, she was coming yeah, or something? Yeah, and they also, they phoned up five minutes after the coach had left the company and they said, well, and they can't turn around. And she was disabled. And yeah, she had three kids, I think, were, were, were about 12 years old yeah. in her care. Yeah. And they left them there. And we had the woman but on. Didn't they say, oh, we waited We waited for 15 minutes? They said, no, we, she got there seven minutes late and you'd already gone. Yeah. Um, and we had her on. And she got surprised when I got angry with her yeah. and said that she was disgusting. And then, right, and everybody... It was obvious this woman was this the, the owner of this coach company was in the wrong. It was obvious. She started talking about the passengers as being a bit a bit of a pest, didn't yeah. she? Um just passengers in general. Hadn't one of the passengers as well pointed out that someone was missing and mm. that they anyway. It was the passengers that noticed. Yeah. And the driver didn't count them on and off properly. And it was it was it was obvious like I was being a people's champion and crusading for this poor woman. And the woman that owned the company um you know was obviously the bad guy in this. And then we had... Um, but a... we were going to be gentle with her, thinking, right, she's made a mistake, yeah. let's let her hold her hands up. And... But she came she out, came out f- swinging, didn't she? Inspiring, yeah. <laughs> and then like, we had a, an official complaint about mm. the way the interview was conducted. Now, the only two people that could have possibly complained about that interview were that were the, the owner of the coach company or her husband. Who was the other owner of yeah, the coach company. That, no, no one else. Of course, the complaint was not upheld. Never had an off-call upheld, guys. Um, but well, actually, I, I, I no, I think that's true. Anyway, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh eight four four. I'm not going to give out the phone number because no one's going to. Too late. No one's going to phone in for the last twelve minutes of the show, and that's um, that's that's shame on them. Sir Rod Stewart is now Sir Rod Stewart. Mm. Um, and the one thing I noticed at his, um, what do they call it, investiture? What do they call yeah. it? Is that what they call it? Knighting? Yeah. One thing I noticed in his nighty, he's got really skinny legs. Yeah. Stick, thin legs. And his shoes were sort of curling up at the end, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, weren't they? Stick, thin legs. Outrageous. So I'm, I'm slightly distracted because I'm watching... Um, uh, a Ferrari unfold on a mo- monkey's Facebook page. This guy's guy just put a post. Why was my post removed? It was unavailable. No one could see it. I spent an hour writing it. Oh. So what do I do now? Who spends an hour writing a What post? are you trying to post? I have a set of autographs of all four monkeys framed I need to sell. Okay. Why couldn't it be seen? I followed the directions. You'll have to fix your Facebook settings so that everyone can see what you post. You may have restrictions on who can see what you post. But why didn't you tell me before you deleted? I didn't have my post saved. Someone is typing a comment, it says. Are you American? Is that the comment? Dennis, there was nothing there. Nothing at all. And I don't know how to change my Facebook settings. It's a shame, isn't it? It's an old... An hour. It's an old man trying to use the internet. The thing is, though, we've all... um, spent a long time filling in forms or doing stuff online only for us to click on the send or whatever um 
and it doesn't go through and we have to fill the form in again i'm constantly doing that constantly i never think to accuse the person i'm sending it to though of somehow uh scuppering me let's see what else we can find um oh we've not really i find this samsung the pocket telephone things Mm. i find it absolutely fascinating well because they sent out replacement phones and they're saying don't use them. So they sent out replacement phones at huge cost. Yeah. So it was into everyone that had one. I think so. And then when they started, um, they, they, they set a light. And they, you would test them, wouldn't you, before you? And they said, now Samsung said, don't turn them on. But don't even don't turn, turn them on. Well, now being Brits, I bet there are loads of people still walking around using them. I'd use, if I, if I had, if I had one, I'd use it. I mean, how easily do they combust is it it's only one way to find out can someone turn on their samsung galaxy for i just i wonder how immediate you know it it can't be a hundred percent of them but it's got to be a significant percentage that it's too risky to turn them on the implication is that samsung haven't got a clue why it's happening they don't know what's going in got to wonder yeah anyway Ronald McDonald is taking a breather. No, I don't believe it. To keep out of the clown craze controversy. I haven't seen a Ronald McDonald for years anyway. Have you? He's insane, but he's also a genius. Yeah, of course he is. But I haven't seen one for ages. I don't think they even use him as a logo very much anymore. You used to see them a lot in the 70s, Mm -hmm. didn't you? And they used to have like big murals on the wall, didn't they, with him, Mr Grimace. Hamburglar. Hamburglar. It was the pink, big pink... Mr was, Grimace. Mr Grimace, he had a name, did he? Yeah, Mr Grimace. It used to be... I used to be so envious of the kids. And I was never invited to one, but oh. they were allowed to have their birthday parties. I went... You know what McDonald's. you got? Every single kid got a pencil sharpener. Ronald McDonald pencil sharpener. Do you prefer pencils or pencil sharpeners? Well... Do you prefer? You kind of need... You go through phases in your life, don't you, where you need one or the other? Do you? Which, mm. which, what, what's your favourite? If you had to go down on one, all right, pencil, because you can always, you can always improvise with a pencil. Okay, mm. okay. You sharpeners? I like sharpeners. Yeah, I do. I've got a thing for sharpeners. But I think one thing we can both agree on: rubber. Oh, always. I um, I can now have a McDonald's party anytime I want. Because there's a McDonald's near me. But I bet they don't do the. Um, I bet they don't do the uh, pencil sharpener combo anymore. But there's a there's a McDonald's near me, mm. which small detour on my way home. It's open twenty four hours. Is it? The drive through is open. I put this to the test the other week. I went and they said, "Yes, sir. Can, we, can you? Would you like an order?" And I said, "Yeah, I want like a burger." They went, "All right." I went, "What?" It's two o'clock in the morning. And they said, yeah, we're 24 hours. I've been really tempted because I think there's one in Watford. Do it. be a small detour. No, I don't need burgers at night stroke morning. Let's go to uh, Dana. Good evening, Dana. Hello. Oh, I'm really scared. Why are you scared of what? Of Kath? Because she's in a foul mood. (laughs) No, I'm just scared in general. I'm the one that's Text you. Oh, there's a terrible. I've emailed you, texted you a couple of times, and I'm coming to the. Oh, you're Dana. Is it Dana? Yeah, it is. You're. Co- oh, Dana, you're nervous now. Listen, love. You, you wait. 
on October the 30th, Dana is coming to perform stand-up comedy for the first time? Yeah. Ah, yes! Come on! I can't believe I've rung. I, well, listen, I, I'm, 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 so, I'm really glad you've rung, because it's nice to talk to you, and it's nice to put a voice to, to, to a, to a name that's been, we've been sending emails back and forth. Um, yeah. if you're, if, dear listener, if you're coming, um, on October the 30th, the performance ring, it's sold out, we might have a couple more tickets, we might give away or something, but it's sold out. Um, and it's loads of people, some of them doing acts for the first time. Some We've got a guy pushing a wheelbarrow. The guy's going to have a go at magic. Guy's going to have a go at magic. I know uh, Dan the DJ is going to try and do some live mixing. Mm-hmm. And Dana is coming to do some stand-up comedy for the first time ever. I've um, been preparing, I've been writing. I just need to say that. You need to Hello, say, Ian, sorry. Say, uh, say that again. Go on, because your, your phone just dropped out for a second. Oh, I just need to say, I didn't say hello, Cass, and oh, hello, Ian. Yeah, sorry. Oh, hello, no. Dana. It's like, listen, and it's I nice. should have said hip, hip, hip as well, shouldn't I? What kind of cake, Dana? Yeah, lemon drizzle, definitely. There we go. I can't believe that's become a catchphrase now, lemon drizzle. <laughs> I heard someone saying that they were here to serve on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they did, they did. And that comes from uh, from the, an email from a, 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 an insane person. A rebuke. Um, but, um... And, and this is the thing, and, and I really hope, I, I think we, we have a, 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 the community is well established enough, Dana, that um, everybody that, I'm, I'm hoping that everybody that comes to Performance Ring as, as, as a member of the audience is yeah. aware of what people are doing and why people are doing it and aware that they're not coming to see Slick Hacks. They're not going to come yeah. to see Slick Hacks. I think everybody wants everybody to succeed. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And there's going to be I'd be really, really surprised if there was, for any of the acts, if there was any sniggering for the wrong reasons. Um, I, I think people, there's going to be so much love in that room, and it sounds like a really cheesy thing, but everybody is going to be willing everybody on to do their best. So I, I'm, I'm really chuffed that you, uh, the, 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 this silly idea that me and Kath have had, that you, that it somehow inspired you to, to challenge yourself a little bit. Well, I've wanted to for years. And I, in in a way, way it's like lancing a boil. Oh God! You know, once once it's done, if it goes wrong, I never do it again. At least I don't regret it. Yeah. But if I do it, I like it, and maybe it goes okay. I can maybe have a go again. There is good. You are going to have such a buzz <laughs> after doing it. Oh, I know. And the thing is, I've actually because I'm looking for work at the moment, but I've been doing some extra work, mm-hmm. and I've just finished a couple of days on a film, and it was great. Oh. And I had to feed lines to the main actor standing on the stage and talking to a microphone and it did it made me think this is what it's going to be like at the end of the month yeah. Who's, uh, was there anyone famous in the film um the, the, the one i've just done i've done a couple of films in the last few weeks the one i've just done had a woman from game of thrones oh. and a bloke who's currently in emmerdale <laughs> yes <laughs> but I don't watch those. No, I don't and either, so I don't know. At the weekend, I did one, and there was a guy in extenders, and, you know, it's just unpaid extra work, yeah, but yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and you're feeling all right about October yeah, the 30th? Yeah, I am. I've been writing and so doing things and practising, and, yeah, nervous, but yeah. I know it's going to be what? good. I really admire you for doing it. 
I really admire you for doing it because oh, it must be you. so daunting, but you're cracking on with it and I can't wait. I think everyone, yeah. will, 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 as, as Ian said, will be willing you on and I can't wait to hear it. I'm, I need to sort out running orders and bits and pieces, so remind me next week, Kath. I'll do this early next week. I'll send an email out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Dana, can you do me a favour? Yeah. If you've not heard from me by Wednesday, that means I'm falling behind things. Could you just send me an email and just, just give me a little nudge to, to, to get in touch with everyone? Would you be, can Will I leave do. that job with you? Will do. So I'm going to aim by, by, let me aim by Tuesday to have got in touch with everyone. Just, just reconnect it. Cause I know some people have emailed saying, am I doing it? And some <coughs> are and some aren't. And so next Tuesday, I'll, tr- I'll try and have, have emailed everybody at the latest. And, um, but, but the big thing, yeah. big thing is I'm really looking forward to meeting you and Kath, but, I hope people like Katia and Kadika there. I'd love to meet them. Katia's coming, I think. Isn't it? Yeah, is, when's Katia? I have a crush on Katia. We all, we've we've all got a crush on Katia. That. that voice is Katia. Is Katia performing at that one or the Christmas one? Can't remember which one. I think no, she might be the Christmas one. I can't remember. Um, but Katia, if you're listening and it's not the Christmas one, don't worry because I'm not. No, I, I can't remember. I've got it all written down. I don't think Caddick's coming because his mum won't let him. Um, but there'll be, there, there will be, and it's, it's the joy of when we found this at Film Ring. You know, people would, would would start conversations with the person next to them and go, "Oh my God, you're such and such. You've called in," and they go, "Oh yeah, you're that person who's on Twitter." And you, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a real, there is a real sense of community, and it'll be a hundred yeah. people once we've got the, all the acts and everything. It's a tiny little room, um, and it's a nice boozer, so you can get. I wouldn't recommend getting drunk before, but you can get absolutely steaming afterwards. It's a really nice little pub, and it's um, the people that run it are delightful. And, um, you know, it might be a disaster for everybody. It might be a triumph, and they might... You, but yeah, it, but I, it's not going to be miserable, and it's not going to no, be mean. No. no, and I think it will be a triumph for everybody, no matter how the act goes yeah. down, if that makes sense. Definitely, definitely agree. That's the way I look at it, and I can't wait. I can't believe I've rung in. It was a total win. I just thought I'm going to do it. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best thing. It's, it's, it's that closing your eyes and jumping, um, jumping off the edge. I'm going to cut you off now, Dan. It's yes. at the end of the show. Of Take care. See you later on. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 There we go. Lovely. Isn't that delightful? Yeah. That's um, someone who's going to push themselves, and she's already. I mean, she's writing stuff. And thinking about it and creating something unique that may only ever get performed once because we've had this stupid idea of, of getting our listeners to go and stand on stage and yeah. do stuff. I'm really chuffed with all of them. There's a bloke going to push a wheelbarrow across the stage. Yeah, but you know what? You won't see it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I must... I, um, probably this weekend, actually. I'm, I'm, I've got a bit of spare time this week. I'm doing Sky go. on Sunday. Maybe Sunday after Sky. Um, I'll go through and I'll just email everybody and make sure that they all know they're doing it because some people are unclear whether they're doing it or not. I'm trying to just make sure we've got we've got an evening's worth of entertainment, um, and then I'll I'll sketch out a running order. The noisier acts will go on first because um, there was a complaint last time I was doing something there that the last act was too noisy. So uh, well, you did let him do an extra two tunes once you've been told to wind it up. Well, I heard them say let him do two more tunes. I don't. I don't <laughs> you just think that hearing of yours? It's terrible, isn't it? Um, thanks to my uh, Mark Mason. My guest, his book is Male Obsession. I've tweeted the link. I'll tweet it again tomorrow because it's a cracking book. Thank you to Ed. Thank you to Catherine. Thank you to um, well everybody that called in. It's been. Uh, 
It's been a good old show tonight. It's been a strong one. Um, we haven't got any guests tomorrow. Don't think so. Maybe we'll play out Melanie. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. That's it, dear listener. Don't forget, go to iTunes, download the podcast, type in Ian Lee and Talk Radio. We'll be back tonight at 10. Till then, ta-ta. Talk Radio. Dial up some dialogue. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.